Blog Talk Radio. That's right, welcome everybody to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. And... No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's What's Brewing, the George Brew Show here. It's supposed to be Tuesday, so we named it the Valentine's Day Show. But, you know, we got to do you gotta do the right thing when you're married. So me and Brian had to do the right things, and now his wife's going to watch softcore porn or something. He's cool with that. So we'll be here for the next two hours. Give us a call, 773-897-6424. Tweet at us at what's brewing that. Uh, hi, my name is Brew at Sambone73. We are here for you tonight. So Thursday night here in the uh, lovely burbs of... Uh, the great state of New Jersey, nestled somewhere between Flyers and Devils. It's it's, it's actually Flyers, Devils, Rangers. Yeah, I got four hockey teams. Four like it, it's one of the great things. Like Brian always tells me how great it is to live on the West Coast because you know when you get home at four o'clock and you're you know, you're eating dinner and you can watch hockey, and you know when you you can say oh fuck that, my team's on, babe. I don't gotta go to church. That's good too. But no, you should go to church. Not to get all religious political on you. It's a dough church. We need it. Especially if we have these damn snowflakes left. We're going to uh, listen to the show back in the old days. You know, back when I couldn't do this show by myself. Now I'm just so tired of talking to people and talking to people. Eh, I like doing it by myself at times, especially the opening one of Here's the thing. We are going to start a new game tonight. After the All-Star break, the NHL trade deadline's coming up. So we're going to start a new game here tonight on the What's Brewing Network, the George Brew Show. That game, kiddies, ready for this? You know what this game's going to be called? Who has more points at the end of the season, a player or a team? Because here's how we're going to do it. We're going to take this. Top, bottom six teams, because after tonight, there will be clear six teams. And we will throw out the top leading point getters in the NHL at this moment. And me and Brian will pick who has more points at the end of the year, a team or a player. So that's what we'll do. We'll do that. Real quick, last night was ESPN's crossover night, where they have like an NBA guy do a game with college guys and so forth. Dick Vitale and Bill Walton together. I can't stand the NBA. I absolutely hate the NBA. But guess what? Dick Vitale and Bill Walton together is gold, Jerry. Gold. It's like Seinfeld and, and Banya together. Gold, Jerry. Gold, I tell you. That should be on. That, that ESPN should put those two together every game. Because Walton called college games. They should have him and Dickie V. They're trying to force Dickie V out. Because if you've ever heard the story, 
with Dan Patrick, they always chose Chris Berman, is that they were afraid of creating another Chris Berman. Well, they have two of them. But Vital and Walton together, on a college basketball game, doesn't get much better than that. But a big win for my Dukies last night. And a huge win for my Florida Seed Hall Pirates because, well, they're here and I don't root for Rutgers except for in football. But, Brian, I had an idea. Okay. Later on, maybe around the, maybe around the 11 o'clock hour, we're going to play a game. Okay. And it's going to be who has more points at the end of the year, a team or a player? Okay. We're going to take the bottom six teams in the NHL because it seems clear that there will be a bottom six teams. All right. Because your team is going to overtake my team. So there will be a well, bottom six, with and we'll take the yeah. top. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll take the top six teams. Okay. The top six point getters, and see, and we'll play who has more points. Obviously, I think we can all fully say we really shouldn't even include the last team. We're not by oh, yeah, who the Sabres are playing right, who the Sabres are playing right now. I, you know, I, I'm watching the Devil game, and I'm listening to the post game, and Corey Schneider had the ball to say the following. So he had a good game against Colorado. Everybody has a good game against Colorado. Yeah, pretty much. Sabres are a little sluggish tonight, but they're getting it done. By the way, I am you ready so, for this? I'll get to the – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I'm going to start on a devil's rant tonight because me and my wife uh, I like it. Are, uh-huh. We're sitting here. Maybe maybe I can get her to call in or, yeah, call in because she's in the other room. But we're sitting here tonight pondering, do we renew our season tickets for next year? Okay. We can analyze this and break it down and see if it's worth it. Yeah, let me see if I get her to call it. And then if, if she doesn't, then I'll, I'll, I'll do it myself. But if she does, then me and her can, you know, and then you can chime in. Well, it, it is, you know, you it is your decision together, so. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's like we kept the seats. We, we had them for three years now. You know, once I start, you know, once I got the big boy job, and I wasn't married. I said, oh, fuck it. I'll, you know, whatever, dude. Four grand. I enjoy going to devil games. I enjoy going to hockey games. When Matt Barnaby mm-hmm. was a ranger, I was there every night because I wanted to see Matt, which sucked at the end of the year, though. Because, I, you know, it's pretty much like buying tickets as I could, you know, 20 bucks here or whatever. And then when they traded yeah. them, I was like, what the hell am I here for? But at least I have my buddy Danny Lacatour there. Yeah. But... I love hockey. Plus, you know, and you know, I lived in Jersey City. I didn't drive. The garden was a train right away. It was awesome. If I was single mm-hmm. and lived in Jersey City and had three teams, I'd be at Rangers, Devils, and Islander games. I could care less. I love hockey. I yeah. love going to see hockey live. Hockey is yep. the one sport. It is hockey one, and football it's one of the best sports live. Yes, I agree with you. Hockey and you like football, football live? Sports you have to. I love football live. Mm, I, love, see, I like it better on television. I like you I know, love I like baseball life. Yeah. See, baseball. Basketball. See, here, mm-hmm. Here's my thing with, bat, with baseball, and this is what's become my thing with baseball. Baseball has, especially like 
when I used to sit in the bleachers back in the old stadium, and it was yeah. a family, you could carry you could carry on a conversation the entire game. Now people are checking the Twitter, they're taking the selfies, they're playing the games. And nobody's watching. So baseball for me uh, that way is done. Plus, let me tell you, it's too damn expensive. Don't know baseball what team you're going to say. It depends yeah, like, who you're going to say. But I, I mean, if I'm yeah, going to yeah, like, to, uh, yeah, if I'm going to San Diego, I, I could get away very cheaply to see the Padres. Now it's only about an hour and a half ride, but. Compared yeah. to the Dodgers, of course, you know, and the Angels are in the middle. They're somewhere in the middle of those two. But, yeah. you know, Angels you can get away with pretty decently for – get a pretty decent seat for a decent price. Mm. But the Yankees, <laughs> that's a whole other story. I was telling a, a friend of mine this story. Back uh, at the end of the 2015 season, me and Leisha got tickets to see the Phillies and the Mets. In Philly. We had great seats right above home plate in that 300 section, mm-hmm. which is really not that high because it's okay. basically built the same way as Yankee State. Great seats, 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. Game got rained out. Last year we went down to see them play on a Saturday night. They were playing Cleveland. Mm-hmm. For $10 more, we were able to upgrade our seats and set 15 rows off the field. On the third baseline. That's nice. And the food wasn't expensive. Parking wasn't expensive. Like we, were, we parked right across from like home plate for fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. You can't park that's, anywhere that's, near Yankee yeah. for fifteen bucks. That, that that's always been my my issue with sporting events in general. I really don't mind paying a good amount for a ticket, okay? <clears throat> because, no, you know, not, a lot of entertainment things you do, Broadway show, you know, things like that are very expensive, okay? Mm-hmm. I, my issue is is how exorbitant the prices are for normal food. A hot dog, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a coffee, a soda, a beer. The beer I get, I get beer because you don't want people getting in completely sloshed and intoxicated. Like, you know, you don't want a nickel mm-hmm. beer night in Cleveland. Like they did. You, know, you don't want anything crazy. But to me, a yeah. hot dog and a soda, I mean, let's let's get realistic here, okay? I mean, you know, movies I have even more of a problem with, but. Yeah. By the way, ladies you and gentlemen, what? we're on, the, we're on the, the brink of history. Robin Leonard will get a shutout tonight. I, I, I you know, <laughs> I know it's Colorado, but I was waiting for him to give up a goal. By the way. <laughs> You, 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 I, I want to give you just something quick on hockey. Without okay. a doubt, the hottest player in the NHL for scoring, and nobody's talking about him. 19 goals in 34 Brent games for Evander, Evander Kane. 19 oh. goals in the West. I was going to say, he, this oh, yeah, guy, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Evander Kane is talking about right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Evander Kane, when his head is right, is one mm-hmm. of the elite players in the NHL. This guy makes moves. That very few yeah. players in this league can do. I I I've been very impressed with him. I hope he just continues this this trend. But anyway, the Sabers win two nothing. They're hanging on in the playoff race. So, yeah. but you know, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. But anyway, 
Um, now that, that's just been my issue for a long time, George. Is I, you know, it's funny you mentioned the whole thing about checking Twitter. I went to see Bills Rams yeah. this past year. Okay, and mm-hmm. you know, Lashawn McCoy breaks off a big run. These Ram fans behind me. Oh, let me check my fantasy team and see how many points. I'm like, I could give a shit what your fantasy team's doing right now. I want the Bills to go mm-hmm. four and two. I could care less about. I don't even when the Bills are playing, George. I don't even care what my fantasy team's doing, unless I had Tom no. Brady and he got hurt, like in 2008. Remember week one? I had, I had Tom Brady. Yeah, I know I had him. Me too. So did I. So uh, that was different. Okay, it, crap. You know, I got to do something here because it, it, you know. But, you know, regardless, uh, you know, what I'm trying to get at is people are just so distracted now with these phones and games. Yeah, you know, and that's why, like, I remember when the Yankees put in the thing, like, the mandate of no iPads. And, and like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the snowflakes are going, well, why not? Uh-huh. Because did you not see Fever Pitch? You know what's funny? What's I that? never saw Fever Pitch. Is that crazy? Well, I haven't sure seen the movie. Because you hate Boston. I mean, Lucy's only watched it like once with me thing. because I love it. You, no, you know, you know what the funniest thing is, George? That's not why. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's uh, you know, it, no, I just you know, it's funny. I'll I, I'll go through the I'll go through the motions like I'm I'm going to the station. Like, oh, fever pitches on FX or something. Why don't I stop and watch it? It's not. It's not that I'm into. Because I haven't watched Moneyball. I haven't watched Moneyball either, and I'm not an Oakland A's hater. I don't know what it is. Oh, I dude, guess I I'm just Moneyball. waiting for the right moment. Yeah, I gotta watch it. You, you know, know what, what it is? I don't want to watch that movie on network TV. I want to watch it in its original format. Exactly. That you know what? That's, that's a word right out of my mouth. I was going to say you have to watch yeah. it, and it's not on Netflix streaming. It's you know you have to <clears> either buy it. Or find a place where it's streaming and watch it. I wonder if I Amazon or if Amazon Prime has that. Right. Amazon Prime has everything, I think. Ridiculous, except yeah. for Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I have to buy Muppets Take Manhattan, and I'm like, oh, Muppets. George. Okay. Love that movie. <laughs> I thought I had it on my <laughs> iPad, but love hey, that movie. There's nothing wrong with that, um, George. I got some weird movie choices you know myself. What, so. You know what the funny thing is? When, like, with the day we were going to get married, in my car, mm-hmm. I made sure that the next song that played was Somebody's Getting Married from Muppets Take Manhattan. Very nice. Because I, it's, one, it's one of my favorite. It's one of, I, like, I really want that song somehow played at my wedding reception, if my wife will let it. For everybody listening, we're, we're hearing the soft side of George Brew. It's very touching, George. I, I, I got to tell you. I, Dude, I, I, you we know, went. All right, let's see. Who is this calling? All right, we got a call from the 337. Hello, what's brewing here? How are you? Hey, good, Hi, how you doing? How are you? Good, can you hear me? We can yes, hear you loud and clear. Who's it? Uh, who's it? Hang on. I, um, let me switch phones. Is that okay? That's of course. Fine. All right, hang on. My name's Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I I enjoy the show, and I was pleasantly surprised. I put into Twitter here uh, your show name because I was just curious the other people that were listening to it, and a lot of positive uh, hashtags came back. Very cool. Yeah, we try try to keep the social media stuff going. Yep. We're going to up our game, too. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'd love to help you out a little bit, actually. I I do a lot of social media stuff for some major companies myself. So if ever you need help, just reach out. Uh, 
But you guys are doing well. I yeah. see uh, hashtag big fans, hashtag uh, this show's off the roof, hashtag, uh, you know, this show's great, all that type of stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate the people that do it. I usually don't catch it because I'm you know, hardly ever yeah. on Twitter anymore. I mean, listen, it's it's not all good. There's some bad stuff. There's uh, hashtag uh, scumbag, hashtag losers, uh, that's, that's hashtag bald asshole. When I get, that's usually pointed at me when I start talking about the Patriots. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, well, wow. yeah, for, good, for good reason. Yeah, sometimes for good reason, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, you There's know, a lot of it here. Time I deserve it. <laughs> hashtag dumb fucking asshole. Uh, hashtag go suck my balls. Hashtag scumbuttle. You know what, Brian? You know what? It's funny. It it took us how many weeks to get a a call like that again? And I kind of missed those. I do, too. I love them. How do you know I was bald? And girls. Yeah, guys and women, (laughs) if you're listening, call in and prank. I can care less. We love it. Bring it on. Dude, you know what? We just like taking phone calls. But, you know. Absolutely. Goddamn, now it took me off my Half Hashtag suck my wall. You know what? I think I remember that show. I have I'm a feeling it has something to do. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. I have a feeling the hashtag suck my balls has something to do with when we used to do What's Brewing After Dark. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which is not allowed to be yeah, spoken I, of in my apartment. <laughs> Well, you know, know but reason, like, you know, I, you know, listen, yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Area code 337? Lake Charles, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we looked it up already. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is it that we start looking it up? You know, but, like, here's the thing. Like, the funny thing is, though, when it comes to, like, games and stuff, and you're 100% mm-hmm. right with all it's... Like, the Devils sent out a couple weeks ago. They sent us this, like, season ticket holder, Devils membership, like, survey. Mm-hmm. And they sent us, like, are you going to renew your season tickets? Why, if you're not, why are you not going to? And my thing is, the Prudential Center has, like, the worst phone service in the history of the world. Okay. Like, I can get along with, with checking Twitter, but here's, like, my – here would be my reasons for doing it. One is, let's say Taylor Hall gets crunched into the corner and gets taken off the ice. Okay. I, I want to see what. Or there's a goal that's disallowed or something, and I want to see the NHL's, you know, tweet as to – at you know, 5-13 of the second period, New Jersey had a goal that was disallowed, and this is why. I want to know why. But that's the only reason why. I'm not going to sit there and check it to see what, like, somebody's doing. Like, I don't care. And, like, you know, Lisa has this big problem where you have these mm-hmm. people, like, have these meetups at games. You want to do a tweet-up at a game? If you think you have enough people that you're going to tweet up with, go to a bar. Go to a bar before the game. Everybody must oh, really? Are you going to go Boston? George. Oh. <laughs> what was that bar? Right, go to a bar before the no. game. 
right? You went, had your tweet up there, hit up a pizza place, give mm-hmm. some lo- give some local businesses money. Oh, by the way, so you're gonna you you're gonna go fi- Boston. If you're gonna go Boston with that, I'll go Buffalo for you. That's bear. You're gonna go to the bear. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta go to, gotta go to the pool. It's not exact. Um, not an exaggeration. <laughs> Right, anyway, I'll go. continue. Let's all go to the pub. Um, but yeah, you know, but that's good. the thing. Like, like Foley's, who's a great fan of us, and we love. You know, I love Foley's. They have so many tweet ups before Ranger games, before this, when the Cardinals are playing, blah blah blah. They have all these things, and they have these great people that go to these games. Like I've gone to Patriot bars and had great times. You know, you have the Bills bar you go. To. But like when the team's yep. there, like when. Like if like the the Cardinals have this huge, they take over Foley's when they're when the Cardinals are playing, like once a week. I think it's like Wednesday nights they all go. But when the Mets are when the Mets are playing the Cardinals, all those people are at City Field. They're not sitting there at the bar going to see the game, and you're having it, and you're getting, you know, it's like Seven Line with the stupid orange shirts. That's just a tweet up. Mm-hmm. But all those people get together, they have a tailgate, blah 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 blah. And you got a hunt. You got nine hundred people there. But when Ridiculous. you're going to sit your I mean, game, yeah. yeah, and you know, and here's the thing that happens at Devil Games. There's this group of whiny millennial King Cat Devil fans that go to these games, and all they do is bitch. The song sucks. The goal song sucks. They don't let us cheer anymore. You know what? Where were you in the old place? You don't have a right to bitch and moan when you weren't there. You didn't go to games at the old yeah. place. That's why you're in Newark. And you're not going there either. So you don't have any bitch. Mm-hmm. You watch the Devil's Game. Mm-hmm. I watched that, pro, that, that um, the Super Saturday thing that the Big Ten has at the Garden every year. Okay. Big outs, you're all the devils, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I went last year. It was Michigan, Michigan, Penn State in, in hockey and basketball. Mm-hmm. That place was lit with Penn Staters. They had the mascot there. It was a great time. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it thoroughly. I would go yep. again. Right? If Penn State ever played hockey in this area again, I would be there. If Penn State plays at, 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 in uh, Philly, I would go because it's a great atmosphere. It is. In New Jersey Devils, you don't have any atmosphere in your building. You know, and your fans are piss and moan and piss and cry. They don't create atmosphere. All they create is whiners and people who don't want to go to games anymore. George, let's be honest. It's rare that they ever did. I mean, you know that older days. Yes. No. No, I, I, absolutely. No, listen, I'm not putting down Devil Fan. Listen, Devil Fans are very good fans. They have a good fan base. Uh, you know, no, I just think it's it's no, they do. Listen, no, I'm talking about the ones that are that are diehards. Okay, I'm not like talking me. about. Yes, yes, I, I'm, like I know my a lot generation of that grew up. I really do. Yeah, I know. I do. I know a lot of really good, solid Devil Fans. I, I really do. Um, and not who you think I'm referring to. But yeah, regardless. No, I would never. I don't think he's a good Devils fan. He's part of that group. No, yeah, it's just. Yeah, he's part of that group. I think there's a. Um, 
I, I don't know what it is about the de- the devils and the atmosphere. I I don't. You're gonna call me nuts. Does the Dame have anything to do with it? No, I don't think so. And the, I don't know. I've always. I, it's just something about. The, I I think that here's the bottom line. Okay, I compare the Devils to the Ducks a lot of ways. Okay, and I, I'm gonna tell you right now, the Anaheim Ducks are one of the best well-oiled run organizations, not only in hockey, but in sports. Mm-hmm. Excellent ownership, really good management. They 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 kill the draft almost every year. They make good signings. Uh-huh. They got a solid team up and down, four lines, good goaltending, young players up and down. They, they, they do things the right way, but they still don't mm-hmm. draw that good. And why is that? Anaheim is, you know, has a little bit of a downtown, but I, I honestly compare Anaheim to New Jersey with palm trees. I, 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 and I'm not, it's just the way it is. And there is that quote-unquote second fiddle thing you know, when you have a, a team like the Rangers playing eight miles away, I know it's a different state, but I just think, it, you know, for the Devils, they have to be either be really great or they have to have – you would have to have a Crosby-type player, you know, or McDavid. Let's say they – let's say McDavid was drafted by the Devils a couple of years ago. Do mm-hmm. you think the atmosphere is different in that stadium right now? I do. No. I absolutely do. I, I, I just no. think the Devils just don't – I, I don't know. Taylor Hall's a nice player. Listen, he's a very good player, borderline, you know, superstar. But he doesn't draw yeah. the average fan in. Connor McDavid would do that. I really believe. Look how look how much he's transformed the Oilers already. Bam. You know, let me throw this you know, one at you. Here's why I think here's the devil's biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Right? And and this is and this is straight from this is a shoot. I, I think this is exactly what it is. The Devils fan, the Devils' major problem is they played such a – when they were in their heyday, when they were really good, right, and that was, what, 10 years ago, right, with Marty and everybody, their game mm-hmm. style was so boring Yeah. to watch if you were in yeah. hockey. Yeah. You know, people forget think, the Devils did score 200-some goals one year or 300-some goals yeah. one year, mainly because they had mm-hmm. Mel McGillney. But, yep. by the way, Edmonton's up 4-1 on Philly. Yeah, by the way, yeah, I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have something to give, give you about the Sabres about that, too, um, about mm-hmm. boring play results. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, there are two eras of Sabre hockey that – fans love a lot more than another one, okay? The late 90s for the Sabres were very successful. They made three conference mm-hmm. finals. They made the Stanley Cup with Dominic Hasek. They Dominic Hasek was amazing, okay? But yeah. when you ask Sabre fans, the two eras of hockey they loved the most were the LaFontaine-McGillney years when they could never get out of the first round, and maybe a couple times that they and, did, Chris Drury-Daniel Briere era where they made the Stanley where they, they should have made, they should have won it all in 2006, and in 2007 we yeah. won the President's Trophy. Those teams are still, to this day, beloved by that city. Now, why is that, George? They were, I don't know if you remember, the Sabres were really exciting to watch them. Fast yeah. pace, up-down speed. Goal, you know, Ryan Miller was just good enough, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they had, they were so exciting. LaFontaine, McGilney, Dale Howard, Chuck, Yuri, those teams were very exciting to watch. Very exciting. 
I was gonna I was gonna Very throw exciting. in like the Barnaby and, and, Robert. And I think that Oh no well you know what but here's the funny thing. You it's a good point. Matt Barnaby was more pop, was just as popular as Hashek in, in Buffalo. Yeah. I would see more Barnaby oh, jerseys at the games in the nineties and I and I went to Oh, absolutely. I, I, George, I, I had one. I didn't have a Hashik jersey before. I had a Barnaby jersey first. Yeah. I, I was going to say, because I've gone to really, Devil's, yeah. Devil's Sabres mm-hmm. games, and I still see Barnaby jerseys. And every yeah. time and I, I see one, I text him and go, you're yep. still this popular there? Why aren't you involved mm-hmm. with that team? I just think the thing with the Devils is, I, I just look at them as a team. I, I just, I got to be honest, George, and again, I'm not hating on them. I just don't see any real compelling players on their roster that I have to go see. No Austin Matthews, no Patrick Lane, no Jack Eichel. But you know what? You know what I mean? But but here, all right, so here's the reason why. And I'll give you the exact reason why. The Devils don't do a damn thing to promote their players. They didn't do it with Marty. They didn't do it with Stevens. They didn't do it with Niedermeyer. They didn't do it with McLean. They didn't do it with Danico. And now it's you got Taylor Hall, you got Kyle Palmieri, who Jesus Christ played fucking high school hockey six miles from that building. He's a he's a really good player. Kyle Palmieri, and he's a very good player. And and you know who the bobbleheads this year were? You know who the bobbleheads were last year? Mm-hmm. Corey Snyder, Adam Henry, Travis Ajax, uh, Michael Camilleri. And, and this year was Andy Green and Taylor Hall. The fact that Ta- Andy Green has a bobblehead and not P- Kyle Palmieri is a problem for me. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Hell, the fact that Travis Ajax is still I, on this team is a huge problem for me. Hey, George, you know you mentioned Palmieri was from Jersey, right? I remember yeah. more that Jimmy Dowd. I remember more that Jim Dowd was from Brick, New Jersey, than I do that Palmieri played yeah. six miles from Newark. Now, doesn't that kind yeah. of reflect – on how the Devils are marketing their play. Jim Dowd was a fourth-line grinder, barely an NHL player. But I remember but you got, that he but was from Jim New Dowd also scored a huge goal in the finals. And, he did. You know, no, I, and I that was, that. And that was yes, a time when New Jersey hockey was was booming. Yeah, it was. I, I, know, you know, I agree it, with what you're saying. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just something. There's just, there's just not a – and, you know, here's the other thing, George. It's like you said. When you couple – Okay, Newark has a bad stigma for some people, okay? Right or wrong, it yeah. just does, okay? No, it does. It does. The, de- it does. the Devils had a culture, right or wrong, that people label them as a boring team, which I think is ridiculous, okay? I do too. I, I, it's ridiculous, okay? Even in their heyday, they had some years. They were top five in scoring. Nobody gave them credit for it, okay? But no. the bottom line is, People, what, culture is created sometimes by word of mouth and a reputation, mm-hmm. right or wrong, okay? So, mm-hmm. and I think the Devils, I, I think they almost fell for this mindset. Oh, yeah, we just, we're just going to win. You know, it doesn't, they have to kind of change the way they do business. And it starts as a culture change from inside out. I agree with you. So, you know, I mean, when I worked at the Devils, you know, and this is a long time ago, it was a much different time. You know, they just came off winning the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. right? And there was still plenty of nights where they had bad crowds, you know. But then, yeah. but it was just the way they did business. Like, Lamarillo was no nonsense. He wanted to win. I don't think he really cared what people thought about his team. No, and that, from and a that marketing was standpoint. When he I, used to, yeah. 
And that showcase when he said, why are we going to give free tickets away? Because he didn't yeah. see the bottom line of get the person in the door. No matter mm-hmm. how you ha- – and this is the problem they have now. And this is my, one of my big problems yep. this season. Ticket holder. I can't believe we spent 30 minutes talking about the devil to start the show. No, um, that's fine. I, I love it. It's perfectly fine. But, like, the thing is, is now, as a season ticket holder, I should be able mm-hmm. to give my tickets away for 25 30 bucks, right? Yeah. They got yeah. into this thing with Ticketmaster, like the Yankees did, where you can't sell your tickets for less than face value, right? Yep. Now, they're putting mm-hmm. tickets up every friggin' game on sale. Like, mm-hmm. right now, for tonight's game, it was buy three, get the fourth free. Yep. What the? What does that do for the season ticket holder that has to now eat another game because you're giving away a, a free ticket? You know, George, I, I just think the time. I, I'm going to try to answer this for you. I really think the time for most people has got come and gone to have be a season ticket holder, I, because it's just. The, I mean, really, let, let, let's analyze first. What are your perks for being a season ticket holder? Uh, nothing. <laughs> do, do you get an <laughs> autograph? I remember in the old day, I remember in 96 when you had a season ticket holder, you were able to, they opened up the concourse. I represented Steve Thomas was the player I was, oh, no, I'm sorry. I represented Neil Brock. I apologize. The guy that played yeah. on the 80 Olympics, right? Did I ever tell you about yeah. this? I asked him one, I asked him just one question. I said, Neil, he was a little cranky in the beginning, but we actually started talking. He was actually pretty nice at the end. I go, yeah. can I ask you one question? You won a Stanley Cup in a, and you were on the Olympic team. I said, what meant more to you? He goes, Brian, I would trade 10 Stanley Cups for that gold medal. I said, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. Gave me I a chill. Like, wow. I said, but he said, don't get me wrong. I loved winning the cup. But that gold medal <laughs> was, was just, I, I said, that was just awesome. I loved it. I, I was smiling at it. But they used to have this thing where all the season ticket holders would come in, and you could go to each table and get autographs from every single player. Sergey Greenland was there. You know, all the old devils were there, you know, C-Mat, you know, yeah. and it was, it was nice. I mean, do you get that kind of perk they, as a devil a season ticket holder now? Well, see, here's the problem. Now, now see, this is I, – I, I was hoping you got that. Now, here's the problem with that. Was mm-hmm. that open to just full season ticket holders, or was that open to partial plan holders or Saturday plan holders? Uh, you know, it's been a long time. So I think it was full, but I don't – don't quote me on this okay. because I don't know. All right, so all right, so I bet it was probably full because that's how Lou ran things, right? Probably. Now it, I believe it was. Okay. So I kind of wish we were doing the show last year because I would have loved to have ragged on it last year. But the night they had the unveiling of Marty, Bird, like the whole Marty Verdor thing last year was nothing more than a cash grab. Yeah, it, you know it was. We're going to have him drop the puck on the Saturday afternoon game. We're going to do this with him. But when it came down to it, when they had the announcement that they were retiring the jersey, Mm -hmm. it got leaked early, right? So, like, all these people were standing outside the Prudential Center. And it was Mm – if you renew your tickets before – I, I, I want to say it was, and I'm sure Alicia remembers it better. If you renew your tickets before 
January 31st. You are given okay. an opportunity to go to the statue unveiling that's going to be in the Prudential Center. It's going to be with Marty, blah, 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 right? You know what that turns mm-hmm. into? What? If you are a season ticket holder now, but you haven't renewed yet, well, we're going to give you, like, if you were a season ticket holder that renewed, they gave you four tickets. If you were in a season okay. ticket holder renewed, they gave you two tickets. If you hmm. thought at once in your life about buying devil season tickets, we gave you one ticket. So the exclusivity hmm. that you thought you were getting for this event was and turned into a massive clusterfuck. They had 9,000 people there. They had half the building open. Nobody knew a fucking thing. And when you realized what it was, all it was, all it was was to get you in that store to buy the T-shirts. That's a joke. Oh. Then they opened up the building at 4.30 the day they had the, uh, the Jersey banner retirement. And all that was was to get you in there early to buy your T-shirts. By the time That's the puck dropped that night, we were out of the building. I think we, I think we were there for maybe five minutes of the game. And I was like, I'm tired of being here. Because I was there at 4.30. And by 8 o'clock, I was like, I'm going to hell home. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. No, see that, and that's the difference. Like, the, you know, that event 96 I told you about, it, it, it kind of intimate. I mean, it wasn't overrun with people. There were, I mean, you had to wait a little bit for some, some autographs, but it was realistic. Huh. You know, it wasn't any like, I'm like, sure if you, you wanted take to get pictures, you know, you had to wait. Yes, but, you know, the thing is, I mean, that, now remember back then, there was many camera phones, so maybe you didn't have as many yeah. pictures, you know, where people say, hey, can you take my picture with this? It, it, you know, it was a little bit different dynamic, but Still, yeah. you know, it, it it had that feel of like, hey, I paid for these season tickets. I can get Marty's autograph, Ken Danico, you know, all these players, Bill Guerin, you know, all these guys, I can get them all. So that, you know, I can just yeah. be, hey, that's a pretty nice little perk. So, I mean, do you get any You know what parking, the big thing they did away with was? Do, do, do you get any parking perks by being season ticket holder? No. Nope. See, that's, that's another thing I, I can't accept. To me, that you should again it doesn't have to be major, but give me a little bone for parking. Just a little, even if it's like, how much does it cost to park at the at the stadium? Uh, depending on how close you want to park, because remember it is Newark. Mm-hmm. Thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks. Thirty bucks. I'd say yeah. twenty-five for a season ticket holder. I would say twenty five well, receivers. But, but now see, but here's the thing. Give like, me five bucks they, off. That's two hundred years. I think they do have it. But the mm-hmm. thing is it's not that like you have to buy the entire season worth of parking passes. Well that's that's fair though, but you still get a discount. You know, as long as you get something but how many that games you can but, use. See, but the thing is like with me, I don't drive to every game. Well that's see that's you know, especially when I live in Georgia life. City. I didn't they're not. They're not going to. You know. I mean, they can't pair up with New Jersey Transit and do some kind of promotion, or could they? Well, they did. No, they did, but it's not feasible. Yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, it's no, like I, I, you can't like, stop. Yeah. 
they don't, they just don't get it. Like, I think next Thursday night is a season ticket holder autograph thing. And it's not okay. like now they don't want to in line. They, but that's not just open no, to season, full season ticket holders. It's open to everybody. That's a partial no, plan holder. No, they should have, it should be full season ticket holder. It should be, but it's not. It's no, I, I absolutely work. believe that. I absolutely believe that. Or partials should get an opportunity to go, but they got to pay to get it. So it keeps down the riffraff. Like, just it keeps down the crowd just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just en- enough to where, hey, these people really want to get in and you know. But I think if you're full season ticket, you're free. If you're partial, you pay like fifty bucks a head or something. Yeah. Now see. Now here. And then here's the other thing. When they honored the '95 team, mm-hmm. they didn't sit oh, there. Like they, that. yeah, right. When they honored the '95 team, they picked mm-hmm. a weekend where they couldn't get the full building. So then they start charging like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, this is the stupidity of it. <laughs> oh, the great stupidity yeah. with this whole system. And yeah. then, like, then they do these like uh, season ticket holder perks, right? Where it's like you get this card and you get these points, and then they jack up the prices for like the points per like thing, so that anything that you would want to do, you only get one perk out of it. Mm-hmm. Or like now they're like when they do bobblehead giveaways, they do nine thousand. The first nine thousand people. It's not exclusive enough. It's too exclusive. Nine thousand. You're sold out. Like they they had one set. They had one Sunday in San Jose. Game was sold out. You mm-hmm. gave up nine thousand bobbleheads. Well, all that tells me is what if, I guess thinking if what if they don't get that many people and they have overhead, but then they could sell them. You could, yeah, you could sell a bobblehead for twenty bucks, and people will buy them. Uh, pretty much, depending who the player is. But people collect bobbleheads. How many bobbleheads are on eBay? That's true. That is true. People collect a lot of stuff. But they anyway, don't. Get, like, I yeah, like they did. Like the one year, this year, the big perk was they played a game at West Point. And, you know, it was my 10-year level and, and whatever, however they calculate the former, I had like 17,000 points. Well, 15,000 of them was to go to West Point to see them play. Mind you, cooler than anything else. I enjoyed going up to West Point to see the Devils play because you're in like a college rank. There's 3,000 seats in it. You're damn near on mm-hmm. the ice wherever you sit. That was awesome. Yep. By but the now, way, I got I a recommendation. George, I got a good place for you to see a hockey game. And, and you may have been there already. My uncle raised about this, and he lives in Jackson as well. Princeton. Go check it out. I should. If you, it's really good. He loves it. He, and he's a big hockey guy, hockey nut like us. But he, he, um, he goes to see Princeton sometimes. He said it's really nice. So go, I recommend it once you get on your feet. Go check out a Princeton mm-hmm. game. Anyway, because you're pretty close. Yeah, we were talking about like going up next year and hoping like Penn State has a football game and they have a hockey game the same night. That's cool. Keep me in a loop on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'll fly out for that. <laughs> if you ever know. Yeah. Because like one the, easier, the, the day of, one of these years we got to do that. What the, George? We got to do that one of these years. Yeah. We, we, we should oh, go I, see would, a Penn State I would game. go to Penn State tomorrow if they had a football game. I love going to Penn State. Yeah. Tomorrow. 
Like we're we we're go. literally we'll, we'll we're, plan that out. Go we're ahead. talking we're talking right now, and we're trying to figure out if we can swing it where we go to the blue white game because our reception's mm-hmm. the next day. Like, can we swing going <laughs> to both? <laughs> You're a mess. You're such a mess. Yeah, you know, I don't even know what to tell you at this point. <laughs> Penn State's four hour drive. I could do that. I know. That's uh, that's, that's the whole thing. And, and, and like, sorry to turn it into like a devil's only rant because like, that's the season team I have season tickets for, and and, and that's what I know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not okay, just so, the devil's So what else? Let, let, let's 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 get back on the topic here of should you keep your season? So what? I mean. You know, the thing is, this is my honest assessment, okay? I think okay. being a season ticket holder depends on what team you're a fan of, okay? Now, mm-hmm. obviously, you know our friend Derek. They have season tickets to the Rangers, okay? Again, yeah. not putting on the Devils, but Ranger tickets are probably a lot easier to move than Devil tickets. And they always yeah, will Oh, be my probably, God, Ranger tickets right? so much. If I, could, if I could afford both, yeah. I would have Ranger tickets yeah. just to sell because it would pay for my Devil tickets. Yes, so exactly. So in their case, it makes sense having seasons. They don't go to they go to a lot of games, but you know if they can't yeah. go and the Rangers are playing the Flyers on a Sunday, I'm sure they can get rid of those tickets pretty easily, right? The Devils, yeah. on the other hand, do the Devils have tiered pricing or gold, silver, yeah. bronze? I know Sabers do this, so they you know if the Sabers play Toronto, mm-hmm. the tickets are ridiculous. Which I actually yeah. I actually like that to be honest with you because. To me, Toronto is a game that I'm not taking my kids to. You yeah. know what I mean? But tonight, I'm sure tonight's Sabre Colorado game was pretty cheap for a Buffalo yeah. fan. So if I had kids, that's probably a game I'd say, hey, you know what? I could sit low. I could take my kids to the game. We're going to enjoy a hockey game. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Toronto, yeah, you're going to pick. Because, you know, so, so the Devils do that too. So the Ranger games are very expensive. The only games that are on the top tier are Ranger games. The Flyers aren't on there? Nope. The Penguins? Nope. Wow. So basically, it's, it's a ra- have, it's Ranger they, tier. It's Ranger tier pricing, basically. It's Ranger tier pricing, and then they have, like, three below it. But, like, if you ever look at the Devil – you remember how, like, the old arena had, like, maybe six pricing levels? Yeah. Maybe six pricing levels? They had about six. This I think place, you're right. Oh, my. This place is six in, like, the three sections around me. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'll, Why? I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it, and I'll shoot it over to you. It's ridiculous. No, please do. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I got to say, just based off of this, okay, based off the fact that it's probably fairly easy to get devil tickets, I don't see any reason yeah. for you to keep season. I really don't. No, I'm and, just. I'm not, and, you know. But like, here's like, all right. So like, here's some of the perks they give you. Like, because I just looked them up. One of the perks right. is like they, if you have season tickets, you can buy. They buy back five games from you. All right. But if you don't keep the tickets next year, what happens to that money? Are they going to cut you a check at the end of the year and say, hey, you, you know, you didn't renew your season tickets, and you know. But here's no. the five hundred bucks for the no. They're not going to do that. So what? Like what sense is that? But then you can't move the tickets anyway, so it doesn't friggin' matter. Mm-hmm. Now obviously you get playoff perks, right? Yeah, you, you get your your seats and stuff. But they're not making the playoffs. 
No, I'm just saying I'm in general. Wrong. I'm I'm talking. I'm talking in general. I hope I'm wrong. You know, I'm, well, I could, but I doubt it. Not when you lose to Ottawa tonight like you did. Thanks for a lot, by the way. I really could have used that. Hey, by the way, Corey <laughs> Schneider, let me let me give you the devil update tonight. Corey Schneider gave up what we used to call when I played the broken condom goal. Uh, yeah, the one that just really? sneaked through. Yeah. yeah, he had one go through his arm. Yeah, yeah it was bad. Hard to really get on. You know, everybody give a single. Yeah, you know, defensemen. You know what I mean. <laughs> defensemen are, you know, defensemen are learning that you can shoot high on them and and enough put a missile above the shoulder. You know the way mm-hmm. Brent Burns did on Sunday, where he took two wrist shots from the point that went top shelf. Are they missing Adam Larson that much? No. No. Here's the devil's problem. It starts behind the bench. It's John Hines. There's okay. no sense of urgency on this team. They had okay. 21 shots tonight. Yeah, it looked like a pretty lackluster performance. They had 17 until there was like five minutes left. There's mm-hmm. no sense of urgency. There's no creativity. The power play stands still. <clears throat> it's bad. Yeah. The Sabres, on the other hand, have the exact opposite issues. <laughs> they they bust their butt every night. I have no issues with their effort. Um, so, sometimes they get up in a game, one or two mm-hmm. nothing, and they just lean on their goalie way too much. I mean, Leonard, Robin Leonard, by the way, and I don't think anybody's paying attention to hockey, Robin Leonard the last month or so is playing as good as any mm-hmm. goalie in the league. He is playing outstanding. I, I don't know if you've really watched this guy, George. Do no. not fight this I saw goalie. I do not fight this goalie. I promise you you're going to lose. I don't care who it is. <laughs> it, it, he is an animal. I don't have you ever seen a look in his eye when he's bad. He looks like he's going to kill you. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's going to become one of your favorite goalies, George. Guy's got a lot of fire. He called out the Sabres in the locker room. He, he's, he's, he's good. I, I like him. Um. I just think some, but they're like a seesaw. They're up, down, up, down. That's what the, you know, they win one night, they lose the next night. They win one night, they lose the next night. You know, by the way, you know, great job NHL schedule. Do you know the Sabres in the last 12 days, from the 7th to the 19th, they're playing eight games in 12 nights. Oh, this is, this is horrible. Who the heck, you know, I mean, who made that schedule? And then they got five days off after that. I mean, the Devils oh, yeah. had How a five-day hiatus was the last week. Right yeah. Yeah, and the Devils had a five-day hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting a bye week now because you need bye weeks in the NFL. No, well, I think that doesn't have something to do with the world, the the, the tournament at the beginning of the year that they had. Yeah, they gave everybody a bye week. That's ridiculous. You know what? Here's the funny thing, Brian. I can't even find the devil. All right, devil's ticket prices. Let me see. I've I've I Google searched it. I can't find it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's such a floating scale. Like I can't even find like the the master thing that shows you all the colors. There's retro green, lime green, this co- fucking forest green. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I don't know. I mean, you know, I I, I just gotta say, I just think for you and your wife. 
at least it's just not to me. The other thing is you're living much farther away from the arena now. Yeah. And I know, you know, when you lived up in Jersey city, that's a different animal. You know, you can get there a lot easier. Jackson, the Newark is a pretty nice hall. That's pretty nice hall. That's about 40 miles, right? And you know what the thing is in the the worst part of it though, Brian, is it's not even the, the hall. It's like my dad won't even take the tickets because of how bad the team is. Yeah, this is not that. Well, you know, the other thing is, George, let's be, there's something else going on, okay, that, that, and this is something that I just think it's just the way things are going in life, okay? Mm-hmm. We're working more hours now. We're working more irregular hours in life. Mm-hmm. There's more things getting people's attention now than ever before because of social media because of different sports, because of politics, because of news stories, because of, you know what I mean? There's so many distractions for somebody now that I don't know if the lure is there to go to 42 hockey games a season like it was before. Again, for some people Mm -hmm. it is. And for you, you it may be, but not as many as there were before in the older days. I think in the older days when there's less to do, when there's less distractions, I think people were more compelled to say, you know what, I'll buy 41 seasons. If I lived in Buffalo, I'd probably do it. There's not as much to do. Right. right? But where, where you live in the New York area, me in the L.A. area, I think it's a lot different. You know, I, I think Here, there's just Brian, so much to do. And, and if you need tickets, yeah. No, no, I'm telling you, I, I found the thing of all the colors I sent you. Okay. Oh, boy. Nice. All right, I got it. Oh, what is this? Is this a Rubik's Cube or is this a uh, – I mean, what, what is yeah. this? Like, I'm in section 125. You're in 125? Yeah. That's pretty nice. Right? The section of, to 126 is $10 more mm-hmm. game for me. 124 in the same, like, area, like mm-hmm. where my seat is, is twenty five a game. I pay forty. It's crazy. That's not too bad actually. The way you're sitting. Forty bucks it's, it's fair. I mean it's not Yeah, but that's based that's you know. that's the full season price where it's like but if you were to go to like devils dot com and try to look up ticket prices, I, it looks like the damn Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, this is looks like a I I've never been to this arena yet. Is it nice? No. I've heard nice things about it. You don't like it? What was the big complaint with the old building? Cold? Too congested during periods? No. Too congested in the concourse during periods. How did they get that wrong with the new arena? Because they only put two entrances in. Mm -hmm. How's the sound in that arena? Terrible. Yeah, I got to tell you. I got to tell you something about that. It was a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. My buddy and I went to see Oilers and play the Ducks in Anaheim at the Honda mm-hmm. Center. Nice arena. Oh, yeah, Honda Center's a nice arena. And, mm-hmm. you know, we sat low. The next night, I went to see Sabres play the Kings. Marion Gabbard's yeah. game tickets, by the way. That was pretty cool. But nice little perk sat really low. I got to tell you, dude. Mm-hmm. If you – the Staples Center is top – this this arena, they got it right. This I love this arena. It's one of my favorite arenas. The sound – in that place, dude, is I mean they they did an opening 
where they gave you, the Kings gave you these little uh, pucks that light up and they synced the mm-hmm. music to Metallica one, dude, it was fucking awesome. I, it was like the, it was like 18,000 people rocking, you know, and Metallica one is a great song, right? I, it's just awesome. Yeah. And the sound was like, I was blown away by this. I was like, holy shit. I was so pumped up after that. I was like, I want to be a Kings fan up in this, after this moment. You know, I mean, but that's the, the, those are the things. The Kings, are, they do a great job marketing, though. They've done a great job. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it, but it took them a while. Yeah. And, and the devil, but the Devils can do the same thing. They have to, you know, I don't get a little off tangent, but I just was just curious about the arena. And, you know, no, so it, you got to have some kind of enduring quality. But I, the difference in arenas right there, just in this town, wow, I was blown away. Blown away. And they, you know, yeah. is not much older than, than younger than the Honda Center. What about six years? Six years is old. All right, so here you I go. I mean, you know, um, anyway. I'm just looking up the perks that they say they give you, right? Okay. There is a – you get a, the same seat, priority ticket, Discount on parking, food and beverage, and merchandise. Priority access mm-hmm. to presidential center event tickets. Flexible payments. Automatic access to rewards. Access to exclusive Devils member meet and greets, team meet and greets. Best discount buyback program. And you're guaranteed every seat for the playoffs. The only difference between the flex plan and the full season is the full season, the flex plan doesn't get the same seats for the playoffs. Hmm. All right, it's 11 o'clock. I teased it. I teased it at the beginning of the show. We're going to take the bottom nine, the top, all right, let's do this. Bottom ten, top ten. You want to do it that way because the Devils are ninth. I didn't realize how, how far up they were. We just, how many points did the Devils have here? 58. Sorry, George. All right, Sabres have six. That's okay. They just won tonight. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pretty close to you. Yeah. But, no, you we have 58, so we'll cut them off at nine. All right. Then we'll go to top top nine or top ten in, in scoring. Let's do ten. All right. So to run it down uh, – Bottom nine teams in the league. Colorado has 32 points. Arizona has 45. Dallas is 54. Detroit has 54. Carolina has 55. Vancouver 56. Winnipeg 57. Detroit has 54 points. Is that? I mean, does that still not blow you away? Uh, yeah. For me, it's, yeah. Anyway, continue. Datsuk made that big of a Datsuk makes that big of a difference. That that's mind blowing. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Right. So there maybe, you go. Maybe the most underrated um, player in the history of the league. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tampa Bay has fifty-seven. New Jersey's got fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Top nine in the league. Top nine. Top ten in the league in scoring. Uh, because 10, there's no tie. Crosby's got 64. McDavid mm-hmm. 63. How about Crosby's got 64 points and he missed, what, 10 games to start the season? Amazing. You know, you know what I think this he missed six is games. about for Sidney Crosby? You know what I think this is about for Sidney Crosby this year, George? What's that? I know, I know, I know you love McDavid, and I love McDavid. I'm a big fan. 
right? He may become the best player in the league, but Sidney Crosby is saying, I got a little something to say about that first for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, not yeah. like David will get there, but not yet. Yeah. Not quite yet. All right, ready? Here you go. Third, mm-hmm. Brent Burns, 61. Nick Badger, That's amazing. Six. Mark Scheifel has, yeah. <laughs> Mark Scheifel, 58. Marshmallow, 58. Malkin's got 58. Patrick Kane has 58. Sagan has 56. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ovechkin, okay. only 51 points. Um, yeah, he's been a little bit down this year. I mean, by his standards, you know. Okay. So, do you want to do it as which player will have more than the team, or you just want to go, will Crosby have more than the low? I think Crosby will have more than Colorado. Oh, I think I think Ken Danico can have more than Colorado. Um, did, I, did I just say that? <laughs> All right. So, here you go. This is, this is the reason why I wanted to start it, because it's Brent Burns. Does Brent Burns finish with more points than an NHL team does? Yes. And not in Colorado or Arizona. Uh, How many points in Arizona have? How many points in Arizona have? Yeah, forty-five. So uh, who's 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 third lowest right now? Third lowest is Burns with sixty-one. No, no, no. Talk about teams. Oh, points. Fifty-four for Dallas. Are you shocked that they're as bad as they are? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, if they trade you know, Corey Schneider tomorrow, I would be the happiest person on the planet. I think the problem if with they them, that major... you know, I, I think it's a lot worse more than goaltending now. I think their defense is horrible. I think it's horrid. And I, I think they, How about it, I just it, want to get rid of Corey Schneider? Yeah. Well, there's a time that I wanted the Sabres to get him, but the way Leonard's playing right now, I don't, you know, I'm, I may pass on that. You know, and here's my biggest problem with Corey Schneider. He's a typical fucking millennial. He cried and bitched and moaned to get Marty's job. Then he got it, and you realize why he – and, like, I've had this argument with people. Me and Jimmy Hang have this one all the time. If he's so mm-hmm. good, then please tell me why Vancouver didn't keep him. Well, you know, George, i got to tell you. The guy because Lou made the worst I, I, trade I, in the history of the Devils. I George, I'm so glad you feel this way because I was watching the draft, and remember that draft was one of the best, deepest drafts in all. Now I know the McDavid and the and the Eichel and the last two drafts have gotten a lot of attention. That draft is one of the deepest and best drafts in the last decade, decade and a half. That was an excellent draft. Oh, right? oh yeah, and Bo- you, Paul Horvath, you tra- by the way, who's in? Yes. Yeah, he scored his 18th tonight, by the way. Just putting it out there, yeah. he would have been a nice addition for the Devils. I think Bo Horvat's going to be a consistent 30-goal scorer in his league. And you tell, and here's the other thing, George, and I, and I alluded to this before. When you got Corey Schneider that year, okay, and the was he worth the ninth overall the, pick? No, no, no. He, here's the ripple down effect that that had. Corey Schneider was so good the year of the McDavid draft he could have potentially cost you a chance at Eichel and McDavid. Yep. That Devils team had no business being where they were that year. Corey Steiner was playing out of yeah. his mind. Might be one of the worst in the league. You may have Jack Eichel or Connor McDavid now. Maybe. Right? 
Yeah. So think of the trickle down, or maybe you get Austin Matthews or Patrick Lane this year. Yeah. The ripple down effect of that trade to me was I'm going to compare it to what the Knicks do, right? Where, where the Knicks do just enough not to be not to be bad, and they never yeah. get the topic. They just miss out on Steph Curry. They just miss out on this player, that player. This I can go down the line with the Knicks, right? The same yeah. problem with the Devils. The second they made that trade, George, I said, don't like it. I didn't. I, only because I just you lost. You lost. Um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Ilya Kovalchuk suddenly. You lost Zach Parise. I cannot name another yep. franchise, George, in NHL that can lose those players of that ilk that can recover from that. You name me one team that can do it, that right now. In the same off season. In the same off season, it, 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 that's like the Penguins losing Benny Malkin. And Phil Kessel, are they going to be the same team next year? Yes, you know yeah, why? I, I, because they have Brett Burns, Brett Burns and Joe Pavelski leave the Sharks. Are they going to be the same? No. Nope. Nope. No, not even close. Like there, there is, you know, it, it, it's just to me it was just asinine of Lou to do that. Asinine. And yeah. and again, I think Devil fans have been desperate. For a Marty replacement, I think they're propping up Schneider too much because of that. Hey, do me a favor. Don't tweet that and do, like, hashtag devils because I guarantee you the crap storm you will catch from the pink head devil fans will be unbelievable. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, and I just, I, I'm not I, – and, again, I'm not a devil's hater, man. You know that. I am not. I, I'm okay with this. I, I just think this team right now, I, I, I do think there is an inferior – there is a complex with they're desperate to see Corey Steiner become the next Bredor. And I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. Marty Bredor no, is a, a lifetime goaltender. You're not getting another one. <laughs> you know, and, and here's the other thing. I, I fully believe when you lose a guy like, like Bredor could have played that 2013-14 season. Right, that team had just missed the playoffs by a point or two because they couldn't win in a shootout. Right, that team. Okay, fine, whatever. But you could have had Bo Horvath at nine. Yep. But then you know mm-hmm. what? The fact of the matter is, when they had the fourth overall pick, when they won the lottery, and Lou took Larson and not Dougie Hamilton, because he. You know, it was just like when the Rangers didn't draft uh, Parise and drafted huge, huge specimen, and they said, well, you know, we didn't draft Parise because his father was an Islander. Well, who cares? Thank you for letting them fall to the Devils. But my problem with the whole Parise thing was Lou was in this mindset where I wasn't going to pay a guy before I had to. If Lou had mm-hmm. locked up Parise two years be- before he even made the Co- before he even made the Kovalchuk deal, and you have Parise lined up for ten years, because at that point you could have done the ten year deal. You line him up for ten years, you could have paid him five million dollars a year. He would have been a cap hit. He would have been great. No, what did you do? You didn't sign him, you, you lost Kovalchuk, and you gave fucking Travis Zajac the second worst contract in the history of the Devils. 
first being mm-hmm. Kovalchuk. You know, I, I had a thought about that draft. Do you think Lou was blinded by the draft being in New Jersey and trading for a goaltender? The fact of the matter is you had Brodor there because he was getting the cover of NHL, and you didn't even tell him you made the deal. You shit on the guy. Then you then you make it up to him and say, oh, but we're going to draft your kid. <laughs> and then you wonder why Marty Brodor is not part of the Devil organization right now. Devil fans ask this question all the time. Why isn't he here? Why is he in St. Louis? Because you fucked him. Yep. (laughs) Told you. Once she heard Marty's name come into this, I knew she was coming out. Uh, I knew she was going to be somewhere near this. She should just be like the third seed on the show. No. But in, in all honesty, you fucked the guy. You shit on him. You shit on him to the point where it wasn't even funny anymore. I mean, Christ Almighty! And then you let Corey Schneider through back channels tell everybody how upset he was because he wasn't playing. Hey, like, and he drove me nuts. Like, there was one night. I think it was like the first season I had season tickets. I said I'd rather have Corey Schwab in that. And then it turned into everybody. You know, oh. Craig Billington's name came up. Alain Chevrier's came, name came up. Bobby Solvay's name came up. Chris Terreri's name came up. Damn, mm-hmm. we need some really good goaltenders on this team. I would take Mike Dunham over fucking Corey Schneider. Uh, let's not go that far. No, I'm serious. I would take let's Schneider not, over. Uh, I would take Dunham over Schneider. No, because George, you know what? Dunham know. got fucked by the Rangers, too. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't know. I just thought Dunham was a borderline. Dunham's like a really good backup quarterback in me. He's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick to me. That, that That's how I look at him. But see, I, like, and then, like, I, yeah. then I watch the Flyers, and they have two starting goaltenders. I Granted that the whole thing with, you know, if you have two, you have none. But they have two starting goaltenders. The Devils, and Keith Kincaid, God bless his heart, he pays his ass off every time they put him out there. But he's not a fucking starting goaltender in the NHL. And you're right. He could have played the year with Marty, let it happen the way it did, had two kids in there, and then guess what? You had Ryan Miller. You were staring at Ryan Miller coming into free agency. And you could have signed him. You could have brought in Bobby Lou. Just until you yeah. found the next guy. Now what you've done is you've done the same thing the New York Yankees did for shortstops and catchers their entire history since 1995. You've retarded the growth of everybody behind them because you have a guy who you traded the ninth overall pick for who's not that good, will never be that good, and you're going to sit there and tell me how great he is. It's like they love the fact that his first name is two syllables, so they don't have to change the Marty chant. It's like, Corey, Corey, Corey. I do it when he is makes a simple do? save. Yeah, oh, God. Dude, and I'm merciless on him. I said two rows of behind his wife and didn't know it was his wife at the time, and he gave up one of them, you know, squirt-through goals, and I just yelled, you fucking ginger. 
And then I had like these people. Like, his wife looked at me and stared the whole through me. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm gonna show up now. And then like I, you know, I sit in my regular seats, you know, and next couple games, and he, you know, and, and then it starts in. He he makes a great glove save, Corey, Corey. I'm like, you didn't do this, oh, Corey. That's awful. I'm like, you didn't, you guys, bastish. You know, and here's the problem with the Devils fans. This is why I say they're not good fans. They killed the man at age of 39. Killed him. Uh, Marty's the reason we suck. Okay, Marty's the reason you're still in New Jersey. I was at, I was at game six. I spent an hour and 13 minutes ripping on the Devils. Do you realize this is turning into Scotty talking about the Rams? What's going on with you? What 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 is what has gotten into you? You know, I'll still take this over Patriot Love Fest. I, I, I'm half kidding when I say that. By the way. Um, <laughs> no, no and, and you know what? I, I, you know what I, I do want to talk to? a little football I, with you in a little bit, though. As you all right, know. we will. All but right. um, so let me. And, 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 well, I'll tell you what it comes down to. In Fifteen minutes. Okay. No, I'll, I'll stop. Let, let me just get this one point out, then we'll get into other the football. Yeah, and I'll get Here's my problem with the whole thing with the devil, right? And this is my thing. I'm tired. Like, and this is the problem. Like, last year I was okay with them because I wasn't home watching them every night. Me being, me being laid up and the fact that I've gotten to watch them every night, I've now realized why everybody hates, hates them because they're boring to watch. The fact that, like, you have tra- you have Paul and Henrique, who, I'm, look, I'm not saying Adam Henrique is Sidney Crosby, right? I'm not saying that. But the guy scored 30 goals last year. Kyle Palmieri scored 30 goals last year. And who are they playing on the line with? Travis fucking Zajac. I'm telling you, you know what the greatest thing that's going to happen to the Devils is? And if I was Ray Shiro, you know what I would do? I would take Snyder and I would take Zajac and I'd fucking keep them unprotected and let Vegas take them. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that you know, the other problem that the Devils have had, I, I really believe, of recent years, is that... And the fact that they don't have a captain. That, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, right, but also, know. you know, something else, not something else, George, is that their their farm system of the early part of this decade, I mean, it was awful. I mean, the Devils have not yep. really stockpiled some good talent, and I think they're paying the price for it now. I do think mm-hmm. it's going to get better. I, I think it's just going to take some time. But, I, I you know, the, what's one of the reasons why the Sabres are, are more compelling and more fun to watch? We got kids coming up through the system, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love this kid, Justin, Justin Bailey. I love this kid. I don't know if you've yes. ever heard of Justin Bailey, but you will. Yeah, you ever hear the back? You, ever, you know the back? You know the backstory of Justin Bailey? Huh? Almost. No, Justin, I haven't heard that much of him. It's an interesting story about Justin Bailey on the Sabers, by the way. So he's a rookie, right? Born in Buffalo. Okay. His his father was a starting linebacker for the Bills and intercepted John Elway to seal a, a, a 1991 AFC Championship game. Against the Broncos, oh, of course. Why did I not see this pretty, going to the Bills? Cartland Bailey. No, I thought it was pretty interesting that Cartland Bailey, an African American guy, his son is yeah. now playing in the NHL. I think that's pretty cool. I, you know, I, I think that's you know what? a pretty cool I'm hoping, story to me. You know what? I can't wait for. I'm waiting for eleven what? years from now when 
Benjamin Brady becomes a becomes a Browns number one. That's what I'm waiting for. Right Heaven help me, George. Okay, if we're still doing shows somewhere, <laughs> running on like Windows <laughs> 2020, and like in a cloud somewhere, and we're, we're doing a, cl- a show on the cloud. <laughs> and if I got to talk about Benjamin Brady, oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, that's what I think Brady's oh, waiting for. He's just waiting to hand the reins over to his kids. <laughs> what? A, I mean, what? What kind of gene pool? What kind of gene pool am I looking for? Trent Edwards' kid to start for the Bills in about ten years? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I said. Ben I mean, yeah, I mean the what? Tyrod Taylor's son in about twenty years playing for the Bills? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Kelly's nephew, Chad Kelly. Who all Bills fans oh want? He's not participating. You hear about this guy? Have you heard about yeah, him? Yeah, I was just. I'm glad you brought that up. They, they, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was yeah, all over right PFT in the today. He'll fit right in the Buffalo. That was. Yeah, put him right all in there. <laughs> over PFT today. And I he's not getting. No. I want no, no, part of that guy. And I didn't want him before. And I don't want to. I don't care if he's Jim Kelly's twin brother. I don't want him. Yeah. By the way, on that, on the com, is the combine it, it, it's like the hypocrisy of the NFL mm-hmm. ridiculous at this point. What do you mean? Like you're not inviting kids to the combine that have a checkered past. Because you, I don't know, but you're going to make teams. See, the great thing about the NFL scouting combine is everybody's in the same spot. You invite 300 guys or whatever. You've got the medicals there. You do the interviews there, blah, 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 blah. If you're going to start not accepting a kid like Chad Kelly, the running back, what was it, from Oklahoma, who, you know, uh-huh. had, the, had his problem. If you're now going to make teams go fly across the country, you're going to have these kids poked and prodded nine, three, 32 times. When they go in and meet kids, these kids are going to be flying all around the place. They're going to be this, that, and the other thing. Shouldn't those guys be at the combine? Not to work out, but to be medical, to be Mentold. Mm-hmm. Because I agree. It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me that you're going to now r- drag this kid around the country 32 times. You know, unless you have teams that work really well together. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I don't even know who works well together anymore. But, like, you know, like you would think, like, the Giants and Jets could fly a kid in have the kid come to MetLife or, you know, and then take him to Hackensack for medical and then run him through the things there, and then you have both teams there. Maybe, you know, if Coughlin was still with the Giants, I would say invite the Patriots down because Coughlin and Belichick are still friends. Mm-hmm. And have it so that you're not flying the kid around 32 times. Yeah, you could have certain parts of the – you got to have certain yeah. teams aligned for, for joint, you know, like, yeah. I mean, here in California, you can have both L.A. teams and San Francisco and Oakland kind of get together. As an example. Yeah. 
or Seattle. You know, you can have like a West Coast thing going on somewhere. Somewhere in yeah, the middle. You but to have, have the kid do it 32 yeah. times is stupid. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But yeah, Chad Kelly is becoming the. Uh... Hey, by the way, breaking as of 25 minutes ago. Congratulations, Darrell Revis. You have set the clock on PFT to zero. Oh, what happened? The streak was alive, baby. The streak was alive, and Darrell Revis has been charged with four felonies after an incident last weekend on Pittsburgh's South Side. He has been charged with two counts of aggravated assault, one count of robbery, and one count of conspiracy. He's also been charged with making terroristic threats and misdemeanor. Really? Wow, Mm -hmm. four felonies? That's pretty serious, man. I think it's safe to say we may have just seen the last of uh, Earl Reeves in the NFL. Here you go, ready for this? A KDKA report, quoting a Revis attorney without naming him earlier on Thursday, said Revis had sought mm-hmm. medical treatment after being attacked by five men. That differed from other reports in a police statement earlier Thursday evening that said Revis threw a phone that belonged to one of the accusers into the street, and police officers estimate the men were unconscious for 10 minutes before being woken up by police. That has something to do with drugs. There's no question about it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Why, why a phone has to be thrown? I mean, let's just let's just connect the dots but here. Pittsburgh, he, he was part right, of something pretty right. big. So here, Pittsburgh he Police released a statement Thursday. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Revis had some sort of altercation with a 21-year-old man and a 22-year-old man who were found unconscious around 2.40 a.m. last Sunday. Police statement said those men remember encountering Revis and having a verbal argument but woke up after being punched and weren't sure who punched them. Cell phone video shows that Revis was there. Congratulations, Darrell. Thanks for set. Thanks for getting the clock back to zero. <laughs> Literally, I went on to PFT to pull up the Chad Kelly story, and boom, that's right there. Top friggin' article. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Jeff is maybe happy story. about this. Is he signed with the Jets next yeah. year? Yes. Well, I hope the they're, they're, they're probably tra- dying again. Now, now you go three, four, seven story down. Criminal charges means Jets could wait to cut Revis. Well, that's actually pretty <laughs> good for them. Hey, you know what? I guarantee he gets two games. <laughs> Maybe he goes back to New England, considering your track record signed to Michael Floyd. Wow. <laughs> Hey, you know what? But here's the difference. <laughs> I am kidding with you. Hey, go ahead. we got Legarrette Blunt. But you know what? But see, but here's the thing that comes out like when they go to New England. Corey Dillon was a problem. Yeah. Wasn't a problem in New England. Uh, Randy yeah. Moss wasn't a problem in New England. Akeem Talib wasn't a problem in New England. Um, they usually change, and it it becomes because you're a part of a winning thing. I wonder what the guy said to Revis. Hmm. <laughs> this is a pretty good tweet. Darrell Revis was charged with several crimes, including robbery, 
the incident is not related <laughs> to his salary from last season. <laughs> that's a pretty good tweet. I got to say, that's very that's good. That's a good one. That's, that these are the tweet. things I like about it. Yeah, I gave him a retweet. Mm. I, I had to. Robin Lundberg is the guy who came up with that. Anyway. Oh, good for him. Yeah, that was good. That that was pretty good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Ready for this one? Twitter roast Darrell Revis after he's charged. Let's see. Dale, uh, NFL memes tweeted this out, so I want to see what these are. This could be fun. Um, I'll try to get that to him. <laughs> Revis is being accused of robbery. Must be a Jets fan pressing that charge. Revis going from locked down to locked up at full Gronkowski. Here's a fake Rob Gronkowski. Oh, Oh, bro. Yeah. No, it's a fake Rob Gronkowski. But, you know, if they were the Democrats, they would use that tweet as it's legit. Oh, I've seen a couple of Revis already about the Revis. I mean, how long does it take before it gets political? Yeah. Oh, I know. Darrell Revis might be arrested for his involvement in a Pittsburgh brawl. It marks the first time in two years Revis actually covered his man. Hey, I do love this Darrell <laughs> Revis thing about from this, this account. I don't even know who it is. Donya Patel. Oh, she's good looking. Ooh. But anyway. Did you, um, wait, wait. Goes, right, NFL. Right, right. I got oh, a better God. one. It's a picture of Rikers Island. Live look in at Revis Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Somebody put a picture of the Revis in a Patriots uniform. <laughs> You know, maybe an all maybe an AFC East roster could really be formed in jail. You have Travis Henry yeah, really. somewhere for cocaine. You have uh, you know Aaron Hernandez and Elton Aaron Hernandez. Certainly, yeah, I knew it was coming. Yeah, you got quite a little team going on there. You get a quarterback. Uh, Darrell, there, Revis, Darrell Revis arrested for robbery. He tried to cover up the evidence, but typical Revis, he couldn't cover that either. <laughs> I got a three uh, You're gonna see some of these. They're funny. They're really good. Yeah, that's very good. All right. Uh, uh, can we get picked to the show? Because thank you, Darrell Revis, for adding some levity into the show. Um, yeah. The Seattle Seahawks committed a crime in the NFL. But as we all know, as long as you don't wear nautical navy blue, red, and mm-hmm. silver, you get a slap on the wrist. My favorite website to visit after manningface.com is your team cheats? I believe it is. I have it bookmarked, so that's why. And it shows all the stuff like your team is cheated about. My favorite website. It shows that the Patriots aren't the biggest cheaters in the league. Oh, George, it's enough. I can't take it. I'm going to explode. <laughs> By the way, the George. Seahawks have one more cheating scandal than the Patriots. The Jets, 46. 46 times the Jets have cheated. Um, all Seattle. Uh, where does it get them? 46. Most in the league. Two behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, no. two. The only team behind them are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or, yeah. Yep. 
the Jets 46 times. Um, but going back to this, though, if you look at um, that what the whole thing with, with Richard Sherman, the NFL it takes the – for some reason they take injury reports very seriously. If you don't know why that is, it's because – Gambling happens with the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's gambling in the NFL. I didn't want anybody to like not know that. There's gambling in the NFL. And the reason why teams have to put out their injury reports is because there's gambling in the NFL. Just letting you know. In case you didn't know. I don't know. But Seattle does it. They've had more guys pop for PEDs than anybody else in the last 10 years. There's always something with that team. It's not a big story. Because everybody in the world knows how much bullshit the NFL's um, Injury reports are. I mean, Jesus Christ, Tom Brady's been injured since he was like 12. The Patriots put 25 guys a week on as, as questionable because it's a farce. But when it came down to it, you're still lying because you said he was missing practices because of family stuff when he's really missing because he's hurt. If the league, is, if the league cares as much as they say they do about player safety – Shouldn't people know that this guy's got a knee injury? And that's all I got to say about that. Mhm. All right, Brian. Yeah, Tony Romo is going to be a bust. Oh, you see, you know why you have to be George? You know, uh, I knew it was coming. my mojo has been stopped. I, I listen. After enduring weeks of Patriot love, okay, <laughs> weeks, oh. it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really went on a take. I, I just I, I want to plead with. I, I doubt there's any Bill fans listening, but if they are, if you are, then you know, God, ha, help. God help you for being a for being a Bills fan in the first place. But anyway, I, I just I'm on board with this, George, 100. percent And and here's the thing. All right, this whole Tyrod Taylor thing, thank goodness, will be over on March 11th. I can't wait till it's over, okay? It'll be over March 10th. Well, I I really think what's going on is the reason why they haven't picked up his option is I really do think the Bills are looking at a guy like Tony Romo. Now, whether they're going to get him or not is another story. But I just If they're smart, they make the trade. The Bills? If you really want him that bad, you have to make the trade for him. Yeah, I'm sure the Cowboys you are not Ed Werder thing to get teams to make a move. I mean, I'm sure they're not – yeah, it's all, it's all a chess match. You know, they're trying to figure out – again, does Tony Romo – does Jerry Jones and Tony Romo, will, they, will he want to go to Buffalo is, is the real question. I mean, if you look yeah. – all right, forget, forget the Patriots for a second, okay, because I'm not going to go down that road, mm-hmm. all right? 
But if you just look at the roster, okay, if you look at the offense, we've got a good offensive line. You've got a good left tackle in Cordy Glenn. You've got a, one of the best guards in the league in Richie Incognito. Eric Wood's an excellent center when he's healthy. Hopefully they can fix a little bit of the right line, right? You've got one of the top running backs in LaShawn McCoy, still playing at an elite level. You have Sammy Watkins, when healthy, could be an elite wide receiver. You have Charles Clay, a pretty competent tight end, when a competent offensive coordinator and a competent quarterback wants to throw him the ball. Right? You know, little Mm -hmm. things, you know, football 101, things that they should use when you sign a a tight end to a $40 million contract. Like, use them. Right? So, you Mm -hmm. you have these things. And you look and you say, okay, listen, I'm not confusing this with New England's offense or Atlanta's, whoever. But with Tony Romo, even at 37, now, he is 37, but his body hasn't been ravaged the last two years at all. I know he's had an injury, but his body, you know, he hasn't been gone through the, the, the wars of an NFL season in almost three years. Now, I know he only played the one game last year, but he looked great right off the bat. I just think he'll play with the chip on his shoulder, and I'm going to sell Tony Romo on this now. I wish he could listen, but if you bring the Bills to the playoffs, okay, Let's say he brings them a couple of times. Now, I don't, again, I don't think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that, right? But to me, this mm-hmm. is about restoring relevancy in this organization, right? The Bills have been – the Bills are kind of like the Devils, George. They're middle of the road. They don't have a lot of compelling stories if you really look at it nationally. I mean, tell me the Bills are not an interesting story if they get Tony Romo tomorrow. David Tony, Tony Romo, uh, Sam. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying they're going to beat the Patriots or dethrone the Patriots. I'm not going down that road whatsoever. You know I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think they're clearly the second-best team in the division if they fix their defense. Easily. Easily. If Tony Romo plays 14 games or more. Easily. A wild card would be very attainable with Tony Romo. It'll get us on national TV a couple times. And you know what? Tyrod Taylor, I think he's a good guy, George, okay? I think he means, well, I, I just – do you really want to invest in that guy for six years? Mm-hmm. I know Tony Romo is, no. is injury prone, but, George, the way Tyrod Taylor plays, <laughs> you know, how long is he going to stay healthy? You know, yeah, hamstring pulls, he gets hit. Yeah. I think that's so the your biggest team, part of this yeah. whole thing. Yep. Your team proved it. Comes, it. Atlanta yeah. proved it. Green Bay proved it. Dallas even proved it. A lot of teams proved it. You need to pass the ball. You need to be one of the top 15 teams in the league in passing if you want any chance of doing anything significant in the NFL. You cannot be 30th in the league in passing. I know the Bills had the number one running attack in every category across the board. Nobody realizes it because Dallas mm. got all the, all the attention. But Buffalo was number one in every statistical category running the football. But where did that go? Yeah. You know, and, and I, just, yeah. I just say to myself, and, you know, once and for all, we can find out how good Sammy Watkins is with a guy like Tony Romo. Let's see how good he really is. I think he could be great. I think it'd be as good as Odell Beckham. I really believe that, and I still do. Let's see if he can. And you know what, George? If you get Tony Romo in the trade, then you could draft another quarterback. 
You could still draft a guy, let him groom for a couple of years behind Tony. Learn from a really – I think Tony Rowe has been a really good quarterback for a long time in this league. Is he Tom Brady? No. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. I think he's – George, I know I'll get ripped for this. In their prime, I will still take Tony Romo over Eli Manning on my team right now. Start my franchise. Hmm. I will. Over Eli? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes, I will. I don't know. I think Tony Romo's gotten a bad rap for a long time. He had horrible no, defense. But see, Let but me here's put, the thing. His if defenses you're those were guys now, atrocious. They were historically yeah, but, bad defenses he had in his prime. But you know what? Here's the problem, though. Tony Romo's played behind the best offensive line in football for the last five, six years. And he can't stay out two or three. Let's say two or three. Okay, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But again, like the I'm fact looking, that this he, is you know what he is right now? He is mm-hmm. he is the he is one hit away from hanging him up. And Possibly. I hate to say it that way. I I really like Tony. How Rowe, many years has he signed? But he is. How many years has he signed under his contract right now? Two more years? I think so. I would have to look it up, but I think it's probably two. I look at it. I look at it this way, George. Okay. If if you sign Tyrod Taylor for six years, okay, you're tying That's to yourself that a guy he's pre, he's got some good attributes. Don't get me wrong. And the but fact that you now so you have him back with his Baltimore offensive coordinator. If I get Tony Romo, right, let's say he does get hurt, okay? Then you're then you're so bad. You get a high pick and you draft the quarterback anyway. If you, see, if you get see, Tony Romo and he – God. Are there any Andrew Lucks? Are there any Carson Wentz's coming? This year? Like this – I think no, after the Lovis Hardwick has had the handicap. Yes, I do. I think so. So, I, I, mean, I, I think when you look at it, are, are, there, are there Matt Ryans who are franchise quarterbacks? Yeah. George, 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 I'll take a Joe Flacco, okay? Beggar, I am not going to sit here and say – He's not an elite I quarterback, though. He's not a franchise quarterback. I, he still won a Super Bowl, and he's, still, he's got an elite arm. I'll he won a Super Bowl in the same way Trent Dilfer won a Super he's Bowl. He's won multiple, Stop. but he's won multiple playoff games. He's been big on the road. He should have beat you that year where you guys got away with murder, and you know it a couple of years we didn't ago. Get, what did we get away with? Because you we were playing win. checkers and they were playing chess? Because they uh, they never saw, because we ran plays that Tennessee ran three weeks before that they never saw? Uh, but what has he done without the defense? What has he done without Joe, Ray Lewis? Joe Flacco played Nothing. a great game that day. He played a great game that yeah. game. You know it. And he also but I'm saying, threw the yeah. pick that ended it. I just say, again, I look at his body of work. How many Super Bowls he win? One? Flacco won. He won once. Still not easy to do. Yeah, he won once. And that was the, I, that listen, was the year New England lost Gronk. Does it? Listen, you lost him this year and won. Yeah, but we didn't have Martellus Bennett that year either. True. But, again, I'm just reiterating. But here's okay. the thing. We didn't have when you're Chris Hogan, Dan fan, Amendola, Michael Mitchell. You are, you are talking to a fan. Was never seen his team win the Super Bowl. 
right? You are talking to a fan who would take multiple playoff appearances, multiple playoff wins in one Super Bowl. I'll take it in a heartbeat. I'll take a Matt Ryan in a heartbeat. I'll take a Joe Flacco in a heartbeat. I've been dealing with Trent Edwards. I've been dealing with J.T. Lossman. I've been dealing with <laughs> Kelly Holcomb. I've been de- I mean, George, I'm not going to say I hate when a Bills fan says, oh, we got to find the next Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, I need to hit Powerball on Saturday night. It's not happening. It's not happening. I, I, go back, I go back to the Brady Six when, with um, what Mel Kuyper says. It's mm-hmm. not every year that the six you're going to have this a uh, six round quarterback that's the 199th pick overall becomes the greatest quarterback of all time. It doesn't happen. Never happened to how many of those No, that's picks? a once in a George Tom Brady is a once, once in a, a generation, generation player. At best, that's a once in a generation player. I may say two generations because when the when the okay Dak Prescott was really good last year. Russell Wilson, you know. I'll take a Russell Wilson, George. Mm-hmm. One Super Bowl, should have won two, almost won two. Multiple playoff wins. Sign me up. Yeah. You know That's what? You just want to guy. I mean, you know what? You know what the Bills' problem was? They mm-hmm. – and me and you have had this conversation before. Nobody offensively wants to go to Buffalo. It's a hard – well, all right. It's a hard sell, but it could still be done. It's a hard It's a hard sell, but you know what? You're not – the problem with the Bills is, like, when Sammy, Sammy Watkins, what, third year in the league, his rookie contract ends now, next year, the only problem – have, uh, have, you, have you heard what Sammy Watkins has said over the years? No, he wants to stay in Buffalo. Sammy Watkins – oh, yeah, Absolutely. Sammy Watkins wants to finish his career there, and he—he, he, you know, I don't know if you noticed or not, but he grew up—he—he he grew up a Bills fan his whole life. You know what the funny thing is, though, with Sammy Watkins, he may end his career as a Bill because he can't stay healthy. I look at him like Kevin Durant and Julio Jones. He had the foot problem, but you have to have almost have to have it twice. I think if if they just rest him properly this year. He had it done. I think he'll be okay. I, I really do. I think he'll be all right. Hey, I Edelman had the foot problem. He only had it once. I just think that with Sammy, I think the heart is there. I think the desire is there, and I think the talent's there. I don't think that it's yeah. just a guy. Here's a guy that's just had a couple bad breaks. I hope he's young enough to get over it. Um, we'll yeah. see. I mean, Sorry, I, I, I don't know. You know. But anyway. But outside of I Sammy, what, what do you have? Well, he got McCoy, Shady's, but he's getting old. Shady's in his pitch limit, his pitch count. Yeah, I'd say he's got about – I would say, you know, he, he's in impeccable shape, that guy. I would say – Yes. Do you know what he said last offseason? What's that? He's in the best shape of his life? No. He said, I'm learning oh. from guys like Tom Brady to take care of myself and extend my career. He's changed, he's yeah. changed a lot. Oh, and, and I think he's By learned. the way – from Speaking that incident that. that he had, remember that incident he had with the cops in Philly? I think yeah. that straightened him out. And, again, I don't think he really did that much wrong. But I think that guy, yeah. Yeah, a little light bulb says that, hey, oh. I, you know, LaShawn McCoy could go down as a Hall of Famer if he plays his cards right. Yeah. If he plays his cards right. So, 
By the way, if you, know, you get a chance, uh, those of you listening, the MMQB uh, with Peter King did a great thing with Brady today. Um, it did a four part, two part series of Brady on the podcast. Today was about his training and his diet and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I was listening to Brady. I, there's nothing that tells me that guy's not going to play until he's 45. Does he <sighs> want? It becomes a problem. Possibly, yes. I mean, listen, I wouldn't put it past him, George. Only say that for one reason and one reason only. You know what it is? It's the style of offense that they play. That yeah. I mean, listen, he takes care of himself and he earns what he gets. I'm not saying that he doesn't. But mm-hmm. this isn't the old Al Davis go deep and throw the ball deep offense. This isn't yeah. – um, it's a rhythm. It's an offense predicated on, you know, understanding your job perfectly, execution, mm-hmm. smarts, being in the right position, and also getting rid of the ball very fast. And yeah. I think, and again, I'm not suggesting that he doesn't need arm strength. I just don't think it's as important for Tom Brady as it is for some other quarterbacks. Yeah. Because of the system uh, of play. I don't I hate to call this by the way, I'm not I'm not downplaying you know, I just I I could see yeah. at least three years. I, beyond that we'll see. I don't you know No, I agree. It's, it's possible, George. Yeah. Um moving on. Sadly. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Thank you for you. <laughs> Um, by the way, moving on. Okay. To um, what the hell is it going? We we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. I, I know you're a Knicks guy. I grew up with you know watching Charles Oakley play. I love Charles Oakley. This whole thing with James Dolan. Yep. What? Is up Dolan's ass with this guy. Like, you've seen the video. And the problem is, is that the only person that's controlling the entire media here is Dolan because he owns, uh, he owns Cablevision, which owns News 12 here in New York. He owns mm-hmm. the New York Newsday. Mm-hmm. If he's throwing stuff out there saying that this guy's an alcoholic, if his if Charles Oakley's only crime was buying a ticket to a game and sitting in a row behind James Dolan, then that's James. You know, here's my biggest problem with this whole this story. NBA mm-hmm. owners need to stay the fuck off the floor. Cuban needs to. Dolan needs to. I don't think I've ever seen Jeannie Buss or Dr. Jerry Buss on the floor. There's a reason why you build an owner suite. There's no reason for you to be on the floor. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, it depends on what you're doing, though. I, I probably wouldn't. Like, but, all right, yeah, let I me ask you this, Brian. If you're James Dolan, there is not a fan of the three teams you own that like you. 
Oh, absolutely. Listen. You know, the, the greatest thing about the Rangers and Knicks not winning a fucking championship in 20 years, 23 years now, is that I haven't had to see James Dolan get a trophy from somebody. Because if the God, thank God they give the NHL trophies, the Stanley Cup, to the players, right, to the captains. Yeah, that's actually true. The NHL does it for the, that is, I, I, well, the owners come on later in the night, in the, they don't get it in the beginning. Yeah. But could you imagine if the Rangers, God forbid, ever win the cup, and you have Dolan and Bettman on the ice? I think Gary oh. Bettman would turn to him and go, they're booing for you, not me for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. George, I got Like, the, uh, here you go. James Nolan and Roger Goodell walk into a Patriots bar. James Nolan's getting booed. <laughs> it's just, it's, just, you know, George, I, hold on one second, okay? Go on a tangent. I need just a minute. When you, when you look at this situation and you say, the Knicks have controlled the message. They put uh, Charles Oakley in jail. He didn't have a chance to say anything post. So for 48 hours of the news cycle, it's all been the Knicks story. And the Knicks story has been that he's a drunk and all this. Then Dolan goes on the Michael K. show in New York, and you can look up on Barstool because they did a great thing of it, where he starts walking mm-hmm. around with a binder. It's his preparation. I heard so, about this. He got talking points as to what he was supposed to say. Insane. To me, if I was a Knicks fan, and then there was a guy who went into the garden with a fire Dolan hat or shirt or sign or something, and they threw that guy out. So you are controlling the message. You don't want anybody yep. to be on this guy's side. And if you were a Knicks fan today, I'd be so embarrassed to be buying a Knicks fan. I wouldn't buy anything. And this whole Carmelo thing, if Phil Jackson, it's, I can only imagine the money he's making. Yeah, I have a theory on that, by the way. Uh-huh. The way Phil Jackson is talking about Carmelo Anthony... And if you go back, I want to go back in the time machine a little bit. When the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony, you remember how Mm -hmm. it all went down. The Knicks had Denver by the ball. Wasn't Isaiah still there? No. No, actually, uh, um, uh, Walsh was there, the guy from uh, Indiana, who I really liked. I thought he was really getting the Knicks on the right path, right? Donnie Walker. Excellent gentleman, excellent basketball guy, knows what he's talking about. Okay, so the Knicks had them by the balls. They had Denver by the balls mm-hmm. because Carmelo made it specifically clear, I want to play for the Knicks. Okay? Yeah. Either you tell Denver you're going to take what I'm going to give you within reason, or guess what? We'll sign him in the offseason. No, don't sweat. Yeah. The Knicks had plenty of cap room. They could have made it happen. They had no – but then all of a sudden, rumors came around that the Brooklyn Nets were trying to get Carmelo Anthony. 
Here comes mm-hmm. James Dolan to intervene and override the GM and overpay for Carmelo Anthony. Okay? Yep. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because James Dolan is the biggest hard-ass, the biggest ego fuck you've ever seen in the history of sports from any owner. Okay? I firmly mm-hmm. believe, even though he said, Bill Jackson, you're going to run the Knicks, I firmly believe he said under one condition, you make sure you keep Carmelo Anthony. I need to be proven right about that. I would not be surprised. Think, his, just, you know, I wonder if Phil Jackson but, really but wanted see, like the NBA is Carmelo such Anthony a star-driven back. league. I don't think Phil wants anything yeah. to do with him. But you know what Phil's not going to do? Phil's not going to make him happy. Like, here's the thing. I really hope Carmelo goes to the to Cavs. You know why? Because he's going to destroy the Cavs. And LeBron's going to sit there oh, and yeah. fuck these shitty teammates. You know, it's one thing yeah, to no, play I, with the I guy in the Olympics. I'll take Kevin Love for him. I'll take Kevin Love for him right now. You're not going to get Kevin, Kevin Love in the end. Well, they're going to have to. Who else is closing in the trade? No, because here's the thing. The Knicks are going to bring a Kyle third Corbin. team in. They're going to bring the Clippers in. And the Knicks are going to set, and the, and the Knicks are going to get draft picks. And Kevin Love's going to go to the Clippers. Why? Because LeBron now, doesn't want a white guy on his team. Yeah, but where's he going to play? I mean, Kevin Love can't play in the Ooh. Clippers. They got, they got. No, Kevin Love can't play in the Clips. They got Blake Griffin and DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Unless you're telling that's, me to trade that's one of those how, Could be trading DeAndre Jordan. He may go to the Knicks, or he may, or he oh. may go back to Cleveland. Oh God, help me! Oh George, you you but really want to happen again? To me, don't you? No, because <laughs> I really hate the I hate the Knicks and I hate Madison Square Garden so much that I hope that happens. I, and you know what? George, you, you know why I'm not going to hate you. <laughs> right? I, I like you, but I hate the Knicks, and I hate the Garden. Right? I, I think the Garden's the most overrated arena in the world. I understand. I'm a, I'm a pretty level-headed Knicks fan. I'm not arrogant. I'm not, you know, I actually think Knicks fans are some of the best fans in basketball. Yeah. And put up with the crap that we put up with and still buy merchandise the way we do and still follow a team, I think Knicks fans are awesome. I mean, I, I went to see – hold on. I went to see Lakers-Knicks last year. The Knicks fans – I mean, the representation was amazing for that game last year. I could not believe it. But anyway, you know, back to the Oakley thing, right, and how this kind of times in. You know, George, a lot of Yankee pink hats don't realize this. And you, you know this as well as I do. There was a time in New York when the Knicks were by far and away the kings of the town. Yeah. You agree? Where yeah. I think New York's Knicks always been a basketball city. Yeah, New York, in Knicks Bulls games were absolute must-watch events. I would yeah. cater my life around those games. Like, if I knew Bulls-Knicks was on, nothing else was going on. If you had yeah. Knicks, you know, Knicks, WFAN, Mike and the Mad Dog, it was all about the Knicks. The Rangers had some uh-huh. play, but mostly in the playoffs. The Yankees and Mets were yeah. way behind the candle on that. A lot of people don't remember this. Even I tell my wife, I say, you don't realize how big the Knicks were in New York. You have no idea. New York? Nobody realized. It's a town. Yeah, it is. It's a sleeping giant. And we, you know, it is. It can be for St. John's if they came back to relevancy. 
You remember when Seton Hall was great in the late 80s, St. John's in the mid-80s? Yeah. The basketball Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, um, and Charles Oakley was a member of one of the most beloved teams in New York sports history, okay? And for James Mm -hmm. Dolan, now, again, I'm not saying Charles Oakley was completely right in this thing. But, like, nobody even knows what right. what Oakley did. That's the problem. Exactly. That's the point. So th- it leads to, the, you know, it leads to speculation seems, on what what was being said We because we don't know. And based on we, what we know about James Dolan, He's it's got pretty a very fair to say a massive ego. And truthfully, I know people, I'm sure you do too, I know people have actually worked for the Garden, and they say James yeah. Dolan is a very difficult person to deal with. And it's not surprising when you look at just the way he is. He just, you know, it's. He, you know what Oakland? Yeah. You know what Dolan's always been to me. Dolan to me, and and we'll continue to so download us on iTunes. Um, you can hear the overtime part of the show. Because this is definitely going to go in there. Thanks for listening. Tweet us at Sambone73 at What's Brewing That. And, you know, if you want to call me a bald ass, Thank I'll you. go right in. <laughs> um, I'll, be, I'll do that myself. Dolan, to me, has always been the kid who's always been rich, right? Like, he's always been rich. His father on cable. His father's on a ton of businesses. He's always had money, so he's always had, like, the Michael Jordans around. He's always had the Messiers around. Like, he's always had big names around him, and he doesn't know how to make friends other than the fact that I have all this money. You should be my friend because I have all this money. Like, mm-hmm. you can't play a concert at the Garden if you don't let James Dolan sit in for sound check. That's why a lot of concerts don't go to the Garden. Like, he's pushed Vince McMahon out because Vince McMahon said that you, I'm not bringing SummerSlam to you. Raw has not been – Raw or SmackDown or a pay-per-view have not been at the Garden. They've all been, at, they've all been in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. He does not like anybody. Like, and I knew this with, like, with guys I knew that played for the Rangers. And they would say, like, Dolan was friends with Messier, and he wasn't really friends with Leach. But he kept Messier around for because Messier was whatever. But Dolan didn't even know mm-hmm. the Rangers at that time. By the way, it was like he you always. Want to, you want to hear a yeah. little? Yeah. You want to hear a little something about James Dolan? Sure. Throughout his early adult life, Dolan battled drug and alcohol problems. And was reportedly known for having a volatile temper. In 1993, he went to drug rehabilitation at the Hazelden Clinic in Center City, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, I knew that. Here's a guy that I didn't know this. I, and here's I knew a guy that because that, that came out during Oakley one of being an alcoholic, right? And he himself has been through thrown at adult. Heaven and hell on that. Yeah. But see, like, here's the whole thing with this. And, like, just if this is, like, one takeaway you can take from this, just look at how, like, 
Trump gets handled in the media, and apply it to Charles mm-hmm. Oakley. Because when one person can control the entire media frenzy around something, when you control the message, yeah. it's just like the flake gate. It's just like stuff with Trump. Mm-hmm. He, he had a great line during his press conference today about Ryan Friedman. He keeps putting out fires that shouldn't even have been started. Right? Like, the uh-huh. guy can't get to his regular job. Charles Oakley was sitting in a was sitting in the drunk tank in jail while you're controlling the story. And there was not one camera crew waiting to get his side of the story. And I still have yet to hear Charles Oakley's side of the story to what happened. Have you? Not yet. I'm sure he'll tell it at some point. But at this point, you've liked it, everything that's come out? Except for the fact that he says that James Dolan's on the level with Donald Sterling. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm kind of hoping for something like that just to get him out of owning the Knicks. But that, that's besides the point. This came out today. This came out the 16th. Yeah. Um. Oakley doesn't like Dolan. Oakley got into a shoving match with guard security after allegedly going after Dolan on a na- during a nationally televised match. Did not see him go after him. What did he do? Yell at him? Yeah. The Knicks called Oakley a liar and banned him from the guard for life. Uh, Dolan's treatment of Oakley reflected a slave owner mentality. Uh, Here you go. He's definitely a control freak. He's got everybody in the garden on pins and needles. The other owners know this. That's the bad thing about it. They're not going to end up. They're going to end this. End up like something that happened to the LA Clippers. It's that bad. But they won't talk about it. It's that bad. You believe he's a racist? He's on the level. The level can be, according to you, building a house or you building a pyramid. The man has built has been around for a long time, and I ain't heard nothing good about him. But see, I still think I had though, to go searching for that. That wasn't news. Yeah, I still think. Well, I, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. I still think the Knicks' biggest problem. I mean, James Dolan is part of it, but I still think mm-hmm. the biggest problem is they're never bad enough to get that no, lead prob- pick at the right time. Yeah, but here's the biggest problem with that, though, Brian. They don't have any of their own yeah. fucking picks. Well, that's no. Again, I, I agree, but that's part of the problem. This is the problem with the it, NBA. But also, every this yeah, is the problem. Let kids go to. Like, would you have if you knew on February sixteenth what you know about Ben Simmons today? Would you have drafted him number one overall? No. Well, I do. But you don't know. Would you have drafted the kid from Duke, Jabari Parker, as high as you did? Well, if you're the, the problem with him is he's also he's also had a little injury problem more than anything else. He's also been immature. He's bit. immature. Yeah. Here's the biggest problem facing the NBA today. 
They have to let – and see, but here's the problem. This is like the lefty way of looking at it. Well, why should the kid have to stay in college for three years when he has a chance of making money? Maybe if the kid wasn't from the fucking ghetto and didn't keep his boys around, he wouldn't need to worry about that. If a kid went to college, if, if the NBA would adopt what Major League Baseball has where you, or what the NFL has, where you can't touch these kids until three years after they graduate high school, their graduation high school year. So whether mm-hmm. they redshirt their freshman year, miss two years, they play two years, if you let these kids go to school for three years, mm-hmm. I think the maturity level would be better with them coming out. I think they, their games would be more refined. I think the NBA would be better. When was the NBA at its height? 80s and 90s? Before Kevin, Kevin Garnett started the high school thing? Well, for some, you know, the thing of it is, though, for some of the players, it works fine. I mean, Kevin Garnett turned out to be a, a really pro's pro. Kobe Bryant was fine. LeBron's fine. Yeah, but Co- oh, yeah, but what's the, dif- what's the difference between those three guys and everybody else? LeBron was trained for this since the day he was born, and he had good yes. people around him. Kobe for the most part, yes, he did. He's a military oh, yeah, background. Kobe was very disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. So Educated you take, well, those, take those three guys out because, yeah. like you said about Tom Brady before, those are once-in-generation players. Those three guys are once-in-a-generation players. Yeah. Rajon Rondo went to college for, what, one year? Is he really mature? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 it's – I mean, the whole one-and-done thing is ridiculous, okay? It's – I mean, college basketball, let's be honest, George, as much as we, I, I like St. John's, the se- regular season has been destroyed because yeah. of this one-and-done stuff. The fabric of college basketball, all people really care about with college, I'm telling you right now, if you pulled 20,000 people that watch college, that watch, like college basketball, mm-hmm. how many of the percentage do you think care more about their bracket pool, first and foremost, above anything else about college basketball? Yeah. Point of it is, once their team is out of the Final Four, uh, if you the first two rounds are great, people love them. Oh, it's great. But if you pick Michigan State to win it all last year, and you're out of your yeah. hundred dollar pool, guess what? You don't care about what's going to happen after that. You're out. Yeah. Let's just be real about it. Okay. I'm a little bit different on this, George, because I get what you're saying about they have to go three years to college. But I think the only way now it's going to work is if you pay them. Because, no, you know, but now, see, but the cat's no, the cat out of the bag. The cat's out of the bag, George. The, the, the NBA PA should look out for these uh-huh. kids. They should say, no, no, you're not coming here until three years. Because you know what? They're not mature enough. Yeah. You have to go to school for three years. I don't care if you go to school for three years and you major in professional basketball. Right? I don't care. Go to school. Learn how to balance a checkbook. Learn how to write a fucking sentence. 
the AAU problem in this country, in that sport, and he's playing on 12 tournament teams and all this bullshit, the problem is is that these kids are bred at a young age. I was watching Chris Carter on Fetterty on the Golf Channel, and he said uh-huh. the problem with sports today are the parents. Because it used to be it was, a, it was God's gift to have enough talent to make the pros. Now it's your exalted right to get a college scholarship. Because why? Yeah, because I mean, let's, let's, get, let's give some examples. You know, I, yeah. I mean. Like, you're from New, like, we're both from New Jersey. If you play yep. Little League Baseball in New Jersey, what did you I get did. every year around Christmas time? You got a little postcard from Joe Wadick's baseball camp, didn't you? In the giant yeah. stadium bubble, right? Didn't you? You know what? That, that's yep. that guy's career. And, and I have friends that coach college baseball, co- co- coach major Division One college baseball, major Division One college softball. Do you know all they go to those showcases for is the free meal? That's yeah. all they go to those showcases for. Because you're not learning anything there about a kid. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, you talk about the parenting, right? Now, again, I don't, I'm not making this about black and white, okay? But there are some hockey no. players, that okay, you- like Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid didn't go yeah. to school. Okay, Jack Eichel went to BU for one season. Patrick all right, Lane but you, but, all right, was an international guy. There's a big difference yeah. between the sports. Why? Because <clears throat> hockey is not cheap. Baseball is not cheap. Yeah, that's true. Well, baseball can okay, be cheaper I, if they I, play. I, yeah, but no, I get baseball is not – no, I'll tell you why. Back when we started this show – I did a youth baseball night. Had the guy who runs RBI on. Uh-huh. And we were talking about the biggest problems facing inner city youths in baseball. And he's coming up, and he's got all these theories and this and that and all this stuff that's been paid for and all this. You know what I told him? The difference between an inner city kid and a suburban kid is? The suburban kid can afford the $300 bet. I said, go to a Little League tournament. Go to District 7 in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. District 5, I think. District, District 7 is Hudson County. District 5 okay. is, I think, Essex County. Mm-hmm. Newark East Side against Livingston. Every kid on Livingston's team has three bats. Every kid. Twelve kids, 36 bats in a fucking dugout. Look at Newark East Side. There's six bats in the dugout, and they're all in by the league. There's a difference. There is a difference. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Because all right, but let you me ask you that. Hold on. To... Uh, you're right. But let me okay. ask you this. Dominican Republic, Panama, Marion Rivera, learning how to play baseball with a cardboard box as his glove. Why yeah. are they coming up well, so his, quickly? We'll, we'll, there's no money down there. Okay, here's why. It's a ticket off the island. 
they're taken out of poverty. True. But it also should be, well, I, I agree with you. I do think there is some, I think there's a couple things too. Um, Why I'm does America give you a story. get killed in soccer? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to give you a quick story. We have, I, I, yeah. I, and here's another factor. I'm just going to give you one little quick story from our old neighbor's dad. I told you about him. He got drafted by the Redskins, Terrence, right? Yeah. They, for four years when he went, they both, when he went to Long Beach Poly, you've heard of their football program, right? <laughs> one of the best in the country, right? Superpower in California. Yeah. They, they, Deshaun the Jackson the lived right? with Terrence's parents when, they, when he went to high yeah. school. Right, so Deshaun okay. Jackson lived with them. And, you know, he told me a lot of stories about Deshaun and what kind of kid. You know, his father was a very disciplinarian guy um, who wanted the best for his son. You know, so he got him in the Long Beach Poly. But Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson, a lot of people don't realize, was a fa- fabulous center fielder for University of Cal. And yeah. baseball wanted him bad. I mean, ba- ba- you know, he mm-hmm. was thinking about playing Major League Baseball. And one thing that Deshaun, I mean, that Terrence's dad told me is, he was he was demanding a lot more money because he knew the path to get to the major leagues took a lot longer and took a, it was going to be much more of a grind than it would mm-hmm. have been to make it richer quicker in the NFL and the NBA. Yes, and I think some kid and I think there's something with that too. I think you're right, but I think the grind of making it major league baseball is it's a lot harder, and you have to make more sacrifices to get there. And I think younger youth in America and- see that, and I see what they see on TV like. But basketball is so tough to make. But they think, oh, man, if I can just make it in the NBA or I can make it in the NFL right away, boom, I get all this money. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. And college baseball is not on TV. It's not in your face like college football. It's not, you know. I, I don't know. Well, see, I, that, I think that's where else that. I was going. Because, yeah. you know, it was funny. I, I, I had to take my car in for service today, and I was talking to, you know, the shuttle driver who was taking me back and forth to the house. And, uh mm-hmm. We were talking about that. We were talking about, like, you know, because I have this, like, really nice Rutgers sweatshirt. So we were talking about Rutgers football. And he says, how come Rutgers yeah. isn't good? And I said, because kids don't want to stay here to play. Plus, the revenue sports at Rutgers aren't any good. So you can't get the kid to stay here. It's not like the Devin McCordys who wanted to stay close to home. Could you know, be the, the academic Logan It could be the academics, too. Or it used to be. Well, I remember in the thing. old days, it used to be the academics. They were well, strict. Well, that's the other thing, Earth. though. They still are strict. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, but it, that, like, that's the whole thing that comes down to, like, this whole Malcolm Butler getting, you know, having the secondary made. Well, you're going to realize that that yeah. kid was a very high-level recruit. It's just that he was dumber than a box of rocks. But the biggest problem is, and the difference between hockey and baseball is, hockey is so team-oriented from every level. I don't know, like, I played damn near, you know, college hockey. I was I was decent. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to say I was, like, the next Gretzky, but I was good. I wore 98. Yeah, I you always said I was one Danico, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep bringing been, up you know, Danico like, tonight you know. for some reason. Because you're itching for me to ask him on the show That's what it is Yeah, um, you know You'd be, you'd be like a Rob Ray guy You know, uniform flying yeah, like, off You know, go, like a you know. Matt type of player You know, something like that Like, And that's what I did, you know Because I was bigger than everybody else 
You know, but it comes down to this with hockey. When you look at the McDavid's, these guys, playing in that OHL is is like the equivalent of playing college hockey. I guess that's true. You're, you know, that's why these kids work so well when they make it there. Plus the fact that they're, you know, the major junior peewee hockey tournament in Quebec is very big. It's like it's like Williamsport. It's no bullshit. It is like going to Williamsport for 12-year-old, 13-year-old kids. But it comes down to those guys can make that transition because hockey families are a different story because hockey's not a cheap game. You know, it's like why do kids in private schools do better than kids in public school? Because when your parents are invested in it, you're going to be a better student because your mom and dad are going to be on your ass. Well, my mm-hmm. parents were paying for, for me to go to school. I was there every day. When I was paying for me to school, guess what I said? Fuck this. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'd rather be out. Yeah. I'd rather be out drinking. That's why True. hockey is different. Because these kids oh, yeah, have that discipline yeah. built in. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with white or black. I hope people realize that they're all sensitive. It's nothing to do with that. Because you, you we mentioned about how some NBA guys had great fam- had probably some good family structures or some other structures in their life, and they turned out to be perfectly fine. So look at I mean, Grant LeBron Hill. James had Perfect a single example. mother, but he's, you know. But she had the right people around him that weren't going to let him turn to shit in. Absolutely, and did a great job. Yeah, I mean, LeBron James is a mogul. That dude gets it, and his friends get it. It's like when Chris when it was like when Chris Carter got in trouble for that fall guy thing, you know, and everybody ran with it. But what he was saying was, if you're going to be in the car, drinking and driving, and one of your boys wasn't drinking that night, you should he should be driving, not you. That's what he said. That's not what got reported. Because it came right off the Aaron Hernandez thing. Oh, he needs a fall guy. That's what he's saying. You know, they should, you know, because they made it a bad stigma. The problem that comes mm-hmm. with athletes is that, especially with all this age, like we went to Disney World for our honeymoon. We went down there. And if let me tell you, if I had known the week we were going down there was the week of the Pop Warner Super Bowl, guess where we went? Yeah. Week, though? We right. would have won another week. We were down there for that. You see these kids, and they're just worn out, beat to shit, because they're playing 12 football games in like three days, it felt like. But it it all comes down to that with this. It comes down to family structure. I mean, look how many, like, you go to, like, a Little League tournament. And I think Little League tournaments are the biggest waste of time in the world because kids aren't learning anything. They're just playing 12 games of baseball in three days. But you're not learning anything. Playing on all these travel teams aren't learning anything. You're You're getting worn out playing ball. At some point, 
parents have to sit there and say, let my kid be a kid and let him play multiple sorts. Best quarterback in the world was drafted by the Montreal Expos to be a catcher. The only reason why he wasn't a Montreal Expo, thank God, was because he was going to Michigan to play football. He didn't play Mm. one sport. Because you don't learn anything playing one sport. Yeah. And when you play multiple sports and you're playing way too many games, your body's not resting. I mean, I'm seeing 12-year-old kids getting Tommy John surgery. Really? Yeah. That's child abuse. Yep. If your kid's going in for Tommy John surgery, that's child abuse. And your coach and your fa- and who and your parents should be charged that way. Huh. If if I was a DA, every kid that was going for Tommy John, I would sit there and say, How many games did he pitch? Okay, he should have never thrown that many games. That's child abuse. You're abusing your kid. And parents don't want to hear that. I told you a story about the game I umpired once. What's that? Catcher gets behind the plate. He's filthy. Filthy. So how many games you play today, catch? It's my fourth. How many games you catch? Two. Would you play the other game? I pitched one game, and I'm catching my fourth game. It was two o'clock. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. The kid already played three baseball games. Was that the kid playing that many games, or was that his father playing games through him? Hmm. You got a buddy of mine that, You know I, I grew up with his, kids, his kid has a weekend off for a hockey tournament It's the first holiday weekend they've had off Hello Don't you see a problem here Let uh-huh. your kid be a kid But these places have to justify How much they're charging for these fucking travel teams Yep. Have you seen the price on some of these travel teams? It's like putting your kid through Catholic school. It's crazy. God, this was rant and rave night. You know what? Trump wasn't ranting and raving tonight, but we did. <laughs> I didn't see the Trump thing earlier. I don't even know if I want to at this point. You do. <laughs> you do. You do. You do. Just for him, I really do. Smackdown huh? on CNN. Yeah. Oh boy, is he really still doing this? I mean, he I, laid you know, the smack I don't know. Oh. Well, well <laughs> I mean, I don't let's mind not it, forget. But it's he, just... CNN went from fake news to very fake news today. It was priceless. He was in I... rare form today. Like you know, it's bad when I text you during the day and go, "He's in rare form today," and you're like, "Boom!" Yeah, and I'm like, "The Trumpinator." <laughs> <laughs> the Trumpster the is Trumpster. in rare form Yeah, I was like, there. what? I was like, oh, boy. I just... It's not like I could discuss Like, we talked a lot during the day, but when I text you that, yeah. you're like, who? What is he doing? <laughs> He's rare. Uh, uh, you know, I just... I was just waiting I for him to, like, like, leave the, like, leave the stage to, like, the Stone Cold theme song. That's how close it was tonight. <laughs> he is like stunned the guy from CNN, flipped the bird to him, 
That's how close he was. Jake Tapper. <laughs> Liberal Lemon. By the way. Oh, never mind that, Brian. <laughs> Today is my favorite day of the year. What's that? Today is the release of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue. Ooh. Guess who's on the cover? Uh, again. Kate Hudson. Kate Upton. They did oh, three Upton. different covers. They did three different covers. Guess who's on all fucking three? Oh. Kate fucking Upton. Justin Verlander, you are a lucky man. No, the guy who found all those pictures on the interwebs from her fucking iCloud account made us all lucky fucking men. (laughs) I would like to take this opportunity to sing to that man, you're a real man of genius. Because on my uh, computer is the whole file. Thank you very much. Does Mrs. Brew know this? <laughs> yes, she does. Sorry. Yep, she saw the cover and she says, oh, boy. <laughs> that was all she said. Oh, oh great. <laughs> but she is on it, and they have that uh, plus-size model that Ashley Graham, I saw one, you know, Look, congratulations to her for being really good looking and in that. But she don't belong in some situation. I'm sorry. It is. It's not. You know what? And it's not the same anymore. No. No. It doesn't have the gravitas. Gravitas. I like that. Why is that? Do you think it's because of the internet? I think it's because it's not a standalone issue anymore. It's it's become a standalone issue. Like I think when it was its own like double issue and you got your you know, it was like a regular sports illustrated but it just had the swimsuit and it was a double issue and not a single. I think it was one thing. Now that the damn thing's on the snoo stand for three friggin' months. And it's expensive. It's expensive, too, now. How much is it? It's like seven, eight bucks now. Sports Illustrated has become really expensive. Well, they have to be. I mean... Like, I wanted to get, like... And you know what? Remember when like you used to get really good shit if you bought Sports Illustrated and your team won the like won the championship? Yeah. It's not even like this year. It's like a, it's crap. Oh, well, I think the ship has sailed, then. Like I had one where like one year with the Yankees, they got like the hard bound, like the leather bound book. That was really nice. Like, they still do that, but, like, it's just, like, it's crap now. And, like, for not, almost 100 bucks for the year for it, it's not really worth it. Yeah, I agree. 
Like, it's just not what it used to be. It's it's really, like, I have a pop-up blocker on my computer. If you go to, like, Sports Illustrated's website, it's like, our writers work very hard, and if you have pop-ups, if you have a pop-up blocker on, they don't get paid like they should. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, so, huh. so you let your wife go watch softcore porn tonight, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I watch hardcore tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I'm a choir boy. I never watch any of the sort. No, and I wouldn't even know where to look for it on the interwebs. Never heard of it. Red tube. Uh, <laughs> you porn what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, if you pay for porn, like, what are you doing? Yeah. They give so much of it away for free on Twitter. I mean, what? What? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Before we get myself into trouble. Um, yeah. yeah, George, we don't need to. I don't need you to be calling me asking about annulments or anything. <laughs> no, she's good. She's, she's good. I'm but that's the whole problem. Like, yeah. No, but, you know, this, this is the whole thing. It's. I think when it comes down to it, you just, like you said before, it comes down to price paid for entertainment. And people just don't want to pay. It's like why the NFL is having this big problem with fakes. Well, if your replica jerseys weren't 100 bucks a pop, people yeah. wouldn't be going to China for $50 knockoffs. I got mine for 20 <laughs> All right. Well, you're better man than I am. Like Sanborn jersey. No, I mean, no, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, they, they just don't like, like, all right, you know, like the fact that hats have only gone up like 15 bucks in, you know, 20 years. All right. But dude, $35, like this, the Patriot Super Bowl hat was 40 bucks. The wow. t-shirt was 28. Like, really? And, and here's another one. Patriot fans have gone giddy over the Super Bowl. They sold more merchandise through Fanatics because now Fanatics owns the NFL shop. In okay, the forty-eight hours post this one than they did in thirty days post the second one, post the last one. That's People are good. spending money again. I guess Donald Trump is doing good by the stock market. (laughs) Oh, man, George. But, yeah. So what, are we Tuesday next week? I don't know. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Probably. All right. You know, it's Valentine's Day. A little bit of a hiccup. Well, yeah. You had to take care of the wife. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. It was you know, like good. even like 
Like, yeah, we sit home and watch the devil game together and realize we can't watch hockey together. Why? Because all I, cause I start yelling at is fucking ginger. Like, she just hates it. <laughs> well, that could be annoying at times. <laughs> oh, my hatred for Corey Schneider runs deep. <laughs> if the guy was good, I wouldn't complain. He sucks. But he sucks. Oh, man. George. Hopefully. All right there, bud. Hopefully the Devils won't do anything stupid next week so I don't have to go on a rampage next week. Yeah, maybe we can talk about We'll get closer to that. When's the trade deadline for the NHL? It's got to be coming up pretty soon. I think it's next week. I may have a lot to say. I may have a lot to say about the Sabres. I mean, they have two games coming up this weekend against the Blues and the Blackhawks. And I, I really think they've got to get at least three points. If they do that, then they'll probably be about two or three points out of the playoffs. How about the Devils from you know. tonight to Tuesday have two games against Ottawa in New Jersey and a home-and-home home with Brooklyn? And then the Rangers the following Saturday. Yep, don't send me my playoff advice Because I will send it back to you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send me me the Monopoly money Here's my down payment Yeah Use my uh, What I I didn't Use my buyback money to pay for them (laughs) Yeah There you go Go ahead All right, man. We shall see. All right, man. And I know you (laughs) hate it, but baseball is coming around the corner. Yeah. I've already decided I'm happy that I – I'm happy I have CSN Philly so I can watch the Phillies play. There you go. We can talk Phillies. We can talk fantasy baseball. I'm big into fantasy baseball. We can get into that. Are you real? You're like the one person I know this. I've been running. I've been in the league for 28 years now. Yeah. Fantasy baseball to me is just too much of a time commitment. No, nah, but uh, his, his this is what this is why I look at it differently. Fantasy baseball in the summer, there's really not much else going on. That's true. But I like it. You know, I, it's kind of like I got to be honest. I've soured on fantasy football. I I think it's too much. I, I, I think there's too many. I, I got to strip down to one league. I got too many. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I've learned that. Like, and I love fantasy hockey. I'm a big fan. Big fan of fantasy hockey. Yeah. And, and As the, you can the tell from the show we did the other night. Dude, that show was awesome. Did you like it? It was good? I, I, I literally I sat here and listened to the whole show and enjoyed it. Oh, good deal. Yeah. Hold on one real quick, George. Hold on. I won't give up. Yeah. 
figure we're in the overtime, I can do that. <laughs> so, I, what, what were they saying? What were we talking about just now? Uh, the oh, the show. Hockey. So you like you, you like the premise of the uh, the trade deadline show? Yeah. I, I was thinking about that one thing awesome. though next year. I I wonder because see the problem is some of the guys are fathers, right? They got kids, so some for some of them it may be better to do the show late. But I think I wonder if sometimes the show's too late at night for some of them to stay up and actually partake in the. Because sometimes some of the trades go down early. I made a massive trade middle of the day, which I heard driving around LA, yeah. the Shea Weber trade, right? So it was, yeah. you know. By the way, I'm losing this week. I mean, I, I'm. My team's been a disaster since the trade deadline. I can't do anything. My team has got Well, that's because you got Jay Weber. He's on a fucking bye week. Oh, uh, I know. Sucks. But I have Evander Kane. who's got 19 goals in 34 games. Yeah. <laughs> Connor McDavid you know what? Like, this seems like is not that good. He's, he's, because it's only goal. I don't get anything for assists. He's killing me. He's got you know what? Here's the other problem you're having with that, though. Claude Julian getting hired by Montreal may actually hurt you because of that trade. Yeah, and I also have Pacioretty, too. Because the way Claude, Claude doesn't let you play like that. So, I mean, granted, you made the trade and didn't know that they were going to fire. Yeah, and by the way, we need you all to actually upgrade their coaching from fire to coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm a I do not know about this. I really am not. Um, I thought Julian had definitely stayed too long in Boston. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, listen, Boston was going through a transition. Yeah. Themselves. You know, Lucas left, and they, they lost him. And I mean, you know, they had some pieces that that left. I mean, it's not all. You know, I don't know what they were expecting. Is basically what I'm getting at. I don't know if here, I look at the Bruins as the a juggernaut team. See, like here's the great thing about the Patriots going as deep into the playoffs as they did. I got to listen to a lot of Boston radio, mm-hmm. and they would talk about the Bruins. The problem that became yeah. with the Bruins is is it Sweeney and Neely. Now Neely's got his guy in there because um, Chiarelli wasn't. So now you got mm. his guy, and if it doesn't work, he's the next one fired. So he figured, I'm going to bring in my guy. And they've been, they play like gangbusters. To me, the fact that they mm. lost to the devil disgusting. You know, like, had they, had they had made this move when they still had Sagan, I think they're far better off because you would have let the reins go on him and tried not to make him into something he isn't. Yep. You realize and that was got the Bruins swept by the Devils this year, right, George? Mm-hmm. Sabres got swept by the Devils. Yeah, well, the Devils are an average team, and if they play average teams, they beat average teams. Yeah, come on. I get swept by the devil. <laughs> Wait, look, they, Corey Snyder was telling you how great he was after he beat fucking Colorado the other night. 
<laughs> I'm getting you on a rant again with the devils. Here we go. <laughs> the fact that he said that goes, well, you know, he played really well against Colorado. No shit, dickhead. Everybody plays good against yeah, him. Robin suck. Leonard just shut out Colorado. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, he didn't break a sweat that game. I mean, that's... No. Nope. And the only one that's still, still going to be there after the trade deadline is McKinnon. And you know what he's going to say? <laughs> trade me right freaking now. It's amazing how far that team has fallen so quickly. It's incredible. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it truly amazing that Patrick Waugh saw this writing on the wall to get me the fuck out of here? Like, does that not show, like, why he left so early? Because he knew there was no talent on this team. You know what the Devils' biggest problem was? And I said this last year, and and I'll say it again. When they had the opportunity to hire Tortorella, and they went for John Hines, I said, this is it. It's over. I agree. Tortorella would have been perfect you had for the ch- Devils, considering. Tortorella oh, would have been perfect for You know, you had – you, or even even if you had brought in um, Bilesma. Oh, no. John Hines. John uh, Hines not ready for the Be careful what you wish for. Be careful. And be here's careful the funnier, what you wish for. Right. But here's the funnier part of this. I talked to Danny Lacatour, who played mm-hmm. at BU with John Hines. He said he sucked him. He sucked there. How this guy's a coach in the NHL? I have no idea. We'll get rid of him. Alright, I really I gotta go. I'm done after you. Alright, man. I'll talk to you later. I gotta go. We can I think go it's a bit I four thirty for me, <laughs> I gotta get up, so I gotta go to bed. Alright, George. Alright, man. Oh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Alright. Have a good one. Alright.